0: George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as you know, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself.
1: I am he who watches the washer, Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth.
0: Gregory Thomas is here in studio. GT Rebirth is here, and for a very important reason, with Endgame out literally breaking box office records we are tapping on your shoulder avatar uh at, with it and it's immense success how many times have you seen it at this point
1: Um, i've seen it twice
0: okay i've yes. seen it about i've seen it twice legally <laughs> and i've seen it a bunch of times in different ways and it's i've up,
1: seen clips a bunch of times and it's, at, in different ways. and
0: it's at a point yes where it's all over social media people cannot wait to talk about this movie you literally got about you know well, $2.2 billion worth of people to be quiet for the most yes. part about this film. Um,
1: I, I, th- there is so much more of an appreciation for not spoiling this film than there has ever been, I think, for not spoiling Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> people just live tweet Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah, it's,
0: get- oh, yeah, it's getting crazy. Um, but I, <laughs> I do appreciate those who were able to help their fellow fan by not spoiling it outright. But we are coming into this episode believing that you are just like us. You are not only fans of Marvel, but super fans of these comic book and superhero properties. And so this, I guess you would say, are we gonna get spoilery on the entire MCU? I guess just a bit, right?
1: Uh, I, I mean, to to a degree.
0: To a degree, we won't be going from plot to plot, but we will be ranking the entirety of the twenty two films in the Titanic oh pun intended) uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I Never thought
1: I'd see the Titanic go on twice. Hmm. That was yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: it's crazy how that works.
0: Uh, oh my god! I wonder. I has, has anyone checked on James Cameron? No. Uh,
1: I think he's still planning to do his re-releases for his Avatar film, so he can just make he's that a little bit of uh, extra cash.
0: He's calling uh, George R. R. Martin, like, hey, listen, <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> we could figure something out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robert's
1: Rebellion coming out 2025.
0: <laughs> it's happening. Uh, even the Avatar movies got moved back. Did you see that? They're not I coming did, out yes. until two years from Didn't now. Didn't they
1: just release their slate today?
0: Yes. As, and,
1: of, as if we, as of recording.
0: And it's also like, and the MCU films, question mark, question mark, question yes. mark. that will be I do love out. how that
1: goes. Untitled MCU film.
0: And I, I. Untitled
1: I Star Wars film.
0: Yeah. So it's not like usual where we have an entire phase in front of us to look forward to and pick apart mm-hmm. um, and predict. For the first time in a very long time, we don't really know, besides the sequels that have been confirmed, what's coming out and in what order. So, uh,. We figured the best thing to do was actually go back, look back yes. at the entirety of all these movies that we saw. Which um, is
1: basically 75% of what Endgame does. Yes,
0: yes it does. <laughs> and um, you, uh, on Kevin Smith's show, he um, spoke about them, um, Marcus and McFeely, oh,
2: okay. writers
0: of Endgame, yes. who were also the writers of all the Cap films,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, also wrote Thor 2. Ah. And so they made you watch every one of their films in a, in a way in that movie. You know, they, were all, they, they got their bow at the end of that movie. And that's what this is all about. It's all about the full circle. It's all about reminiscing about these films. Um, but to get a little lightweight into this, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the baddies of this. Because with Thanos coming out, a lot of people uh, saw Thanos for the first time.
1: Big man in a chair.
0: Yes, and and people have some strong opinions on him. So I decided to uh it'll be cool if me and GT thought of the five best and five worst villains of the MCU. So I'll go ahead with my five worst. Sure. And then I'll have you go ahead with your five worst, and then we'll uh sing praises for some of the people um Let's see it. on the best. So for my number five worst, mm. and you're probably not gonna like this, <laughs> is uh Kaecilius. Ah. Now I I I hesitated putting him on here because of the idea that maybe the overall villain is actually um In a in but a I sense. also feel like if we're playing those games, then Thanos is an Avengers. The overall villain yeah, of you're the in entire... Avengers, and then it gets really really tricky. And yeah. so nope, Kysilius, and I l- love Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, um, and uh, I just like maybe he should have been more though. <laughs> like maybe they should have just skipped it. But I get I get you know. Chuie tell Ford, and I didn't think I could get that right on the first try. He's a great actor as well, but something about, um, Kaecilius being a pawn as he is, and we find this a lot. I'm as I'm looking, a lot of these are origin, um, mm-hmm. uh, villains, origin yes. story villains are not the best. No, they're because, not because I guess we we're trying really hard to flesh out our um the protagonist, our protagonist, yeah.
1: yeah, our protagonist and his uh his lovable friends that will also be along for the ride, yes, most likely.
0: And his, Sometimes. And then you have the villain and his nameless army. <laughs> yes. Blank, blank, blank. And so, Kaecilius, sorry, bro. You're number five for me as uh, the worst. You got a worst on your list?
1: Uh, oh, okay, I thought we were going full list, full nah, list. Nah, we're going
0: to go full list for the movies, but I figure we can play uh, uh, volleyball with this.
1: Gotcha. Um, My number five is actually the villain of the movie, I Am oftentimes someone's the sole defender of, which is going to be Malekith.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um,
1: the the irony being that Malekith is the main villain of Marvel's big summary event at the moment, War of the Realms. Yes. He gets next to zero play in Thor the Dark World. That's true. Because Thor the Dark World is, to to both its credit and its denture, mostly a story about two brothers trying to, like... <sighs> How do you say rekindle their relationship in some way? Yeah, and 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 all of Thor's complications with his family. Yes, his terrible relationship with his father, his his much closer relationship with the mother, and the mother as being the only thing that really kept the two brothers from just destroying each other from for years. Yeah, and that loss, and 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 then sort of the how do you say the revenge of um. Avenging the mother's death being the thing that kind of keeps Thor and Loki working out for a while. Yeah. Before Loki starts. To, it,
0: it, and, and you have all that. Yeah. And you have an entire metric ton of Jane. And, right. Um, uh, her assistant and her assistant's assistant. Yes. And Dr. Selvig is yes. naked in the, in the stone heads. Yes.
1: Also, the Warriors Three are somehow still involved in this. And,
0: yes. And somehow in all that, you have to shove Malekith the Accursed. Yes, uh, in here and I, um, but we have to, because it has an infinity stone. Exactly. <laughs> it's just Yes.
1: So like Malekith gets barely any screen time or any actual, like we get, we, we get what is usually the kind of thing you'd get from this, which is a giant, um, story about like gods in the beginning of worlds and, you know, yeah. Odin being the cool narrator that he kind of is. Yes. But for the most part, Malekith gets no screen time and no character. Like it's not even that he does get character development; he is just a baddie.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> I will, uh, grab the baton because, mm. ironically, my number four is Malakith. Sure, <laughs> and so, um, when I we what may have
1: to skip ahead here because my number four is
0: Kaisilus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. see, 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 I'm telling you, great buddies, nigga, like, um, so Malakith wouldn't be probably on this list because he, he, to me, he was kind of like a no. Like, no fuss villain. Sure. But the reason why he's on this list now is because you told me to read Jason Aaron's run.
1: Ah, uh, I, I done messed it up for and you. And so,
0: in reading Jason Aaron's run, the complete sadism of Malekith. Yes. His, his He's visually striking, the way he looks, the, mm. the half-black face, yeah. which they kind of did with, like, Burnt
1: and stuff. He, he burns him with the lightning at one point, so yeah. it's like... But the other half
0: is white. Make him blue, bro. Yeah. Get, get, give me my blue Malekith. Right. But just, like... This is somebody. The black that, and
1: blue look with the red outfit is a very like colorful, striking thing. Yeah, like, you I
0: mean, kind of remember look at that the look. Grandmaster. The all they did was put blue on his on yeah. his chin because <laughs> they were like, yeah, people are gonna too many blue characters in here. True, um, but like I'm reading the run, and he's gutting people. He's cutting people's eyelids mm-hmm. off. Like he does not care. He he is so crazy and so radical. That they ultimately crown him king of the of the of yes. the of the realm, even though he's terrifying everybody, they're like, well, we'd rather somebody who can they put they their just foot they down. respect
1: strength <laughs> and that's the that's the strongest scariest guy we got
0: and so to go from that i I think they try to shorthand sadistic with coward cowardice, i guess in dark world, and so all we're showing is that he's quick to abandon his entire army right uh But that doesn't, I don't feel like that's the same thing. And so that's why uh, Mr. Accursed uh, is number four on my list. Did you want to say anything else about
1: Um, Kaecilius disappointed me in the sense that I guess it was just uh, in the aftermath of it, I find out that there was a bit more to this story that they filmed Uh and just did not make the cuts. So it's just like, it, it was a disservice to a character that could have been more interesting because it does play into, um, it plays deeply into the Ancient One who has a massive effect on both Doctor Strange's, um, character direction as well as Baron Mordo's. Yeah. But because Kycilius is just sort of a guy that steps in and it's just like, you don't understand, she's lying to you. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Right, 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 to, right, yeah. Whatever, and... Then we fight. Yeah, we yeah. kung fu fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there was never um when when Strange finds out that wrinkle about the uh, ancient one, he doesn't go back to Caecilius like, well, tell me more. You know what I'm saying? Like you were right, right about that one thing. Tell me, there's not even a, a glimpse of that temptation. Right. It's just I'm still good, but the ancient one's wrong. <laughs> nor
1: nor nor is there a glimpse of that of that uh what he's talking about when it comes to the ancient one taking in broken things and then.
0: Oh yeah, you know like uh, a hobby. manipulating
1: them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like okay, wait, but what what happened to you? And we don't find out what Caecilius's journey was, right? And why he's so upset with the woman.
0: Yeah. So yeah. like, because she was a former student,
1: right? Uh, uh, he yes, he was a former student of right. uh, Comtetage, and and he like he has that line where he he says to her that she disappointed him. I'm just like, when did
0: that happen? Exactly. Yes, please rewind. How? Can someone rewind this? I want to know though. <laughs> Um so I I thought it just crossed my mind because some of these on here and even some of these um these films uh come directly from the comic books. Uh, so I, uh, most of these villains do. And so I can see somebody listening to this who goes like, "Well, you got to take your comics knowledge out of it." And to that I say, "No, because this is my list."
2: <laughs> but mostly,
0: but mostly because I do think that there are various different um, uh, different tangential things that are gonna have effects on our list. Yes, like maybe your number one is your number one because you, the, your theater experience was amazing. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> or you you saw it with somebody that was close to you, or you know you won the ticket in a bet. Or something, you know something Like this, <laughs> all these kind of things. And so for some of these villains, it is the the distance that it it um, the character on screen was from the character in the comics because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that excitement is how they build the film and so if I went in there thinking I was gonna get a better kit and I don't that's gonna that's gonna yeah. change my mind whereas maybe somebody has Malakith higher on their list not ever having known who Some, he was. sometimes
1: the biggest detriment is being too close to the source material yes because then you do never be happy
0: right exactly <laughs> exactly um so my number three. In a world where, where Justin hammers and, and um, Obadiah Staines and you got a suit and I'm gonna build a suit too, uh, my number three is a little uh, is a lesser villain than those. Uh, it's a man uh, who goes by the name Yellow Jacket. Ha! I believe <laughs> I can't remember his name. Oh, Cross, uh, David Cross. I think
1: David or Darren.
0: Darren Cross. Okay, Mr. Cross. <laughs> well, I can't remember your name right now and i probably could google it but you're not worth the google in my opinion because um yeah he was he was a little bit too mustache twirly for me like yeah, yeah it was just like we're going to we're going to take the tech we're going to steal the tech and we're going to sell it as a weapon <laughs> like that's always that's always it <laughs> and at this point we had seen three Mar- iron man films right so this was exactly the plot from all those um and
1: i think it's always been a, a like I don't know if it's been a joke or if it's always been something that Marvel has noticed and tried to deal with in its own funny way that was just like, yeah, Hank Pham and Tony Stark are kind of the same character on paper.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's Cocky just, uh, scientists who are always on the brink of new technology, but no one wants to believe them until they, until they bust it out and then they prove everybody it's wrong. It's just
1: one sleeps with a bunch of women and one sleeps with the one <laughs> whose relationship is terrible.
0: I felt I felt a sense of danger with Obadiah. Yeah. Um... You know, that that I'll never really forget because I don't ever really find Jeff Bridges threatening. <laughs> so <laughs> so like I remember It was the hair. Even I swear it's the hair. You look back at those pictures and it looks like a different man. Yes. And it, it's like wow, I didn't this. know it was
1: Jeff Bridges until later actually. Yeah,
0: me either. And so it's like, oh wow, that that's big. But Dan Cross still lack same lack of hair.
1: And I but... know that act <laughs> I know that actor too in a few things. I was just like, Oh man, you're just like you're hamming it up in this and I get it, but like
0: it's this this isn't working. He's fine, but on the list of fine, he's at the bottom. Sure. And so that's why uh, Yellow Jacket is number three for me.
1: So here's the funny thing. As I put this together, <laughs> right. Yellow Jacket was in that same exact spot okay, on mine. Uh-huh. And then I switched out Yellow Jacket because I remembered somebody just as disappointing from that same genre of superhero. Okay. And he disappointed me more because like I really liked it when I saw it in the trailers. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh... This looks kind of cool and could be fun and interesting. And that guy's name is Whiplash.
0: Whiplash. All right, all right. You didn't like the bird? The bird? <laughs> Give me my bird. <laughs> no. Don't. no. 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 No.
1: Or, or the or the clumsy metaphor of blood in the water and the yes. shocks will come. And I did. I. What's the line?
0: And he doesn't like shoes. No. <laughs> my man hates shoes. <laughs>
1: Not to mention the fact that the movie, the end of the second movie, is basically the end of the first movie. It's like I built my own suit.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it was a disappointing. It was a disappointing villain in the sense that the story had like a level of weight to it. Okay. Because like I like the idea that Tony might have to fess up to the fact that like y- your daddy left someone out in the cold.
0: Yeah. Who was so... just as
1: instrumental to this uh uh journey as as he was.
0: He should have been more Zemo and less. Probably should have yes. yes, but I feel like that was just a Russian caricature. Right? right, like he might as well have had a, b- a bottle of vodka in one hand and one of those big ass uh, furry hats. Right, because it was just that's just what it was. It was like my father died, you know, sick and poor, and now I would come.
1: Russia is very cold, and so am I.
0: He just gets a ticket to the Grand Prix or whatever, the, <laughs> the, and just and just goes at it. Um,
1: and 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 then like it 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 doesn't help itself that it's like it just becomes this comedy of errors between Vanko and Hammer.
0: Yeah, and he's almost his an attack dog. Yeah, like and then Hammer just else. builds
1: him a bunch of suits. So I was just like, so this is it?
0: Yes. And then Hammer yeah. builds him a bunch of suits, but then he hacks all the suits. Yeah. So it's like, wait, who's fighting and who And then here? all the
1: suits became bomb. And then I
0: was just like... But then Black Widow's trying to change in the back of the car. I was going to say, like, why did, <laughs> I like, why did we bring Black Widow in for this? <laughs> that movie is a lot. That movie is a lot. And in a movie that is a lot, I can see why Whiplash. So would Whiplash
1: be there. with his cool electric whips is number three in disappointments.
0: I dig the first. I dig the Grand Prix look. I did too. The other, and I look, was like, that's the, the cool. The I weird Ironmonger kind of thing. Yeah. Ironmonger Whiplash. I'm not a fan of. <laughs> um, and did you see that they kind of made like a quasi version of this in the comics? He yeah. has like a mask and the whips and like the tattoos and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I guess they try to find a, a middle ground with it because I don't remember what's the most modern whiplash. There's probably not anything close I don't to what, any we, whiplash, what we got. Honestly, yeah,
1: I hadn't heard of him till the movie came out.
0: From so from somebody you haven't heard to, since the movie uh, till the movie came out to somebody that you probably heard a half a million times. This is probably on everybody's list, but my number two is going to be the Mandarin.
2: <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: This is a very loaded uh entry because I don't know. I, I put it all in there. I put uh Trevor Flattery in there. I put Really. I put what's his face? Um Guy Pierce. I'll just Killian. <laughs> i just Killian in there. I put whatever villain was supposed to be the villain in Iron Man 3. I put it all in there. <laughs> um because Iron Man 3 Um I feel like has a very personal story with Tony, and then they just throw Extremis in there. And Extremis... Is a story in itself. Yes. You could have seen that in Iron Man Four, you know, right. um, uh, of anything. But they, but those Iron Man movies after Iron Man One, it it's
1: only like the the how do you say the shallowest shreds of extremists, just like yes. scraped onto another story. And it's the
0: shallowest sh- shreds of Iron Patriot. Why yes. even put Iron Patriot in it? But these movies, I feel like two and three especially, became almost like. Like, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? Yeah. I need you to uh, mention the Avengers. I need you to introduce Black Widow. I need you to throw in Iron Patriot. I need... Yes. And it becomes weighted by so many different things that I feel that without any of them getting time to breathe, um, it just all falls apart. And when it comes to Mandarin specifically, he's such a iconic Iron Man villain. Um, you've heard this a million times since the film came out, but the idea that he would end up being used as a joke and then retcon to not be a joke. He's actually existing in the Marvel Universe as per the um, Hail to the King one-shot that you see. So uh, now there's
1: this terrorist threat that nobody is...
0: But the fact that he's real means that you there was no villain for Iron Man Three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was he's real. So it's not even like, oh, they used the Mandarin, you just don't like their take. No, it, that's not their take on the Mandarin. There's right. an actual take on the Mandarin we haven't seen yet. Right. And so, yeah, he's he's Here's dead. the thing.
1: And like I it took me a while to sort of appreciate it on paper. Yes. And I I I guess I had a slight slight uh higher a uh, feeling for Iron Man Three after the end of it, which is because it's I get the idea on paper of how this white dude used America's fear of any sort of global terrorism to cor- to corrupt and and manipulate to his own personal benefit, so that he can move his bad science and around, you know, oh, for yeah. all sorts of things, and 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 faked all sorts of terrorist threats and did all that. Like, cool. I get that. If I get the idea of a business mogul, an evil business mogul, using that to his own benefit. Yeah. But screw you! I'm still upset that you bait <laughs> and switched me. Well, the worst. So I've got a
2: grudge.
0: <laughs> I the reason why he's so high on my list for worst villains, it, it, without a shadow of a doubt, is because I actually liked that propaganda stuff. It was scary to me.
1: It, it was. I thought the I thought the trailers for Iron Man three was really threatening and like, oh, they might redeem this really silly based in terrible, like racial crap
0: character. He seemed dangerous. He seemed all knowing.
1: And we got this really good actor in Ben Kingsley to do it. sir,
0: Ben Kingsley. And then there's a, I'll never forget in the propaganda, like he's talking about like killing and all this kind of stuff, but there's a scene of his people hugging him, embracing him. Yeah. And it's just like, that's very real. That's very real in our in our world. And
1: I consider myself a teacher.
0: Oh my god! Oh,
1: we you used to say never see me we used coming. to
0: say that all the time. <laughs> we used to say, and you'll never see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, ready for another lesson? <laughs> all of that was so good. So for that to be a fake out, really, really discouraging. I was like, you, really, you faked
1: me out with these really cool viral videos of terrorism, and just gave yes. me. Angry white guy in a suit.
0: Yes. And then you paid another white guy to f- act like he was a terrorist. yeah You know, which probably is, is a smart poke at the idea that people have been like, oh, United States makes their own enemies. But, like, there wasn't enough there to be there.
1: It, it, it killed me.
0: Who's rounding out your number two?
1: My number two is um, another blue skin.
0: <laughs> another blue skin? Another blue
1: skin. They love that color. Right. Uh, it really pops on the pages, I'm told. I feel you. I feel you. Um, which is another victim of of having so much happening in the foreground that you don't have time for it. Okay. In this case, it's because we have to focus so much on the entire group, which rounds me out to Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. There was just so much that. happening with those five people and the various people that they come in contact with, plus Nebula, plus kind of sort of Thanos in the background, that we've got... No time for it. She's like, oh, he is a cream militaristic loyalist who yes. likes the old days, whatever those old days were. <laughs> and he's gonna wreck this planet with his big old hammer. Yes, and, and he covers himself in like dust, the blood, uh, the, blood it, of yes, is on the, the blood of that. the blood of Xandar, whatever. And oh, there's an Infinity Stone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh do you think he was redeemed at all in Captain Marvel? Does that increase Not your? Really. Not He's like barely there. No? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of that myself. Um, You have to go into Captain... Mar- you have to go into Guardians now with the Captain Marvel stuff and the Endgame stuff of Thanos being like, oh, Ronan's out of his mind. He's a... But I didn't get that at the time. They all seemed crazy. <laughs> so I didn't get that he was was that radical. Yeah. But you, now that we've met Kree, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can go from there, but there was no point of reference Not to really. get Ronan. And he wasn't really feared besides that... Um. That guy that was good to him with the 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 pawn shop owner. <laughs> oh, right, a, right, right. A, yeah, but for the most part, people don't really care about Ronan. So it was like, yeah, I, I, I can there, totally there, get there, that. There
1: was just so little going on there. And I think I got more disappointed later when I found out like Ronan's not like this villainous character in the books. He's sort of like a teeter on the line kind of guy.
0: Yeah. I, um, My number one is, is a hand in hand with who I feel is the worst, but ultimately... The most disappointing. Hmm. Um, And the movie is also ranked not that high. So I'll just go ahead and say it. I love you, James (laughs) Spader. But Ultron, I feel like Ultron is the worst uh, MCU villain. Sir, we
1: agree. Because he's Dude, also mindful.
0: Oh my God! What? See that? See that? That that's now people are obviously going to be yelling directly into this podcast. I know one particularly. Are fans of Age of Ultron? They're definitely fans. Of, it's, I'm talking to you, Dan, but there are fans right. of Age of Ultron out there. So you know, uh, we're I not. I don't
1: think Age of Ultron is a bad film. I think it's best. I I, I still say its biggest accomplishment is setting up better films.
0: And also the villain is just a personification of a problem within the Avengers. Yeah. And mostly a problem with Tony Stark. Most. <laughs> and so to As move... most
1: things tend to be in yes. the MCU at the time.
0: So to move his chest piece, we have to create this we have to lean and the entirety of Ultron on um on Iron Man. Yeah. You could have put Ant Man before Age of Ultron as opposed to after and made it a Pim thing. You an old an old Pim robot or something like that. You, you know, know what i mean? But feeding into the Tony Ego thing, uh, I did not like him quipping. I I, I wasn't a fan of his. um...
1: I think my problem is the quipping. And this is another thing where I I, I still don't quite know how this works.
0: But... You mean when he choked him? No, no, no. No, no. No, not that.
1: Um, This thing where we have advertisements that do not match what the actual film is. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: And I hear that oftentimes trailers are outsourced. And I think this maybe is one of those things where the character in the trailer does not in any way reflect the character in the movie. Yes. The Ultron that they sort of sell you on in the trailers is kind of scary. Yes. In that in that typical but still frightening uh, emotionless uh, cyborg or or AI personality would be. Yeah. And then you get to it in the film, and he's just like, clearly you've never made an omelet, right? Or he doesn't know what kids are, despite yes, the fact children. he has an emotional, <laughs> you know, super high informational super highway going in his he brain. He
0: accidentally cuts off Claw's arm, yeah. like in the most in the most hey, whoops. It's like, oh
1: crap, I did that. I'm sorry.
0: I it, that frustrates me. Like I said, the quipping, the, the emotive eyes is 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 really. That's really one for me because <laughs> I think comic book Ultron has the scariest eyes probably yeah. in comic book history because there's no eyes there. They're just these really angry slots yeah. <laughs> that glow red. And um, we see a little bit of how that scariness looks when he does that first Ain't No Strings On Me. Um, right. He takes over the broken Iron Man suit. Yes. So much scarier. But
1: they even, they even put on a creepy version of the song in the trailer. Yeah.
0: Imagine. Because Disney's
1: like, we own it now.
0: Imagine if... Uh, in the first Terminator, Arnold quipped yeah. this often. You understand? Like The reason why you're scared of that thing is it's just this, un- I mean, this unkillable killing machine right. that just keeps going forward no matter what.
1: But also he's seen Seinfeld.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Yeah, he's, he, has, <laughs> he has references. Oh, don't even get me started. There, there's, there's a bunch of that um, going on uh, with Ultron. I think they could have done better. Some people keep saying, I keep hearing people say that he's not gone, gone. Um, and so I think
1: that's usually because they're used to like uh, Ultron. The never depiction gone, of Ultron, gone. where it's just like, as long as he like he's in the internet, so he can't be
2: gone.
0: Yeah, and and maybe there's space to redeem him, but until then, uh, Mister Ultron is pretty low on yeah. on well, oh no, high on my list of worst. Right, uh, and that rounds out your your list as well.
1: Yes, it does.
0: And let's talk about some best. And my number five for best is going to be is an underdog. You understand? I don't expect it to be on many people's lists. Oh, you yeah? know. But I put up the abomination as my number really? 5 best. Yes, I like Tim Roth. Okay. He's the only part of actually of the incredible hulk that I like. Um I like that he stood up to the hulk and then he got <laughs> he got kicked in the face and sent through that tree. I liked his addictive nature with
1: his to, weird like shaky diagonal walk.
0: Yes, I I like I like the insanity, he felt dangerous to me. He felt like somebody unhinged, okay. which we don't really get with these Marvel uh, characters where they, they all feel like they just had a bad day, where it feels like, to me, Abomination was a bad man. And when you get to the... the you don't get to that Hulk fight unless you have somebody that driven to inject themselves with gamma poisoning, radiation, right. whatever, and then get get to that level. And, um, yeah, I think he deserves more than he... he uh. More than he gets. And a lot of these other villains, to me, stack quite evenly. Okay. And so, besides those that stack evenly, I feel like Abomination rises just a little bit above. And so, he's my number five.
1: Okay. Um, I'd say my number five goes out to... Uh, I Crap, I can't even remember his real name now. I forgot what <laughs> it was. I just know it is old boy Michael Keaton, who is the oh, Vulture. Oh,
0: the Vulture. Yes, um, the Vulture. I,
1: I, I, I really liked his story. I think I... I don't relate with it but it is very relatable. Yes. Uh he is just sort of a victim of the system. Yeah. Of a bunch of guys that were working and using using taking advantage of a so, situation of guys, you know, not being able to clean up all the craziness that goes on in a superhero world. Yeah. And and using it to just get by and then the system came around and took it from him. Yeah. Um, in a in in an unfair way, like like Tony Stark thinks he's just doing a good thing by running this stuff and putting his money into it, but doesn't uh see that there's the little guy who's doing yeah, this work. That's the and, biggest
0: thing, yeah. And he's is living up. off of it. He's standing up for the little guy, and um, I terrifying. Back to the idea, like I, all all the people on my list are scary, like they they are threatening, and yes. I, I need that in my villain. I that those are the villains that make me stand out to me. And I remember, um, like the thought. That he would just pick up Peter Parker with his clawed talons, fly as far as far in the air as he can, and then just drop him. And with that, with that character design, with just those green dots for eyes. I was gonna say what oh, I appreciated
1: man. in the way they shot the vulture is like they made the vulture look terrifying in the sense that you never get a good look at him. Yeah. So most of your shots of him are from Peter's point of view, where it looks really horrifying because it's just it's just darkness with these big bright green eyes and these
0: pressure on the wing of the wind and, and the <laughs> talons oh, the, with the
1: uh, with the rotors on them. Yeah. So like you never get a good look at him except when he's gazing right into the camera and there's all sorts of things happening. Yeah. So I, it's like it's monstrous to you because you don't have a scope of what it really really is. It's 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 the same idea of not really ever getting a full look at Jars. If you if yeah. you if you just got a full look at it, it's like oh it's a shark. Oh, like, yeah, I've right, seen right. these things. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel, and I, I think that Keaton does a good job at, out of the suit as well. You know, we see him oh, get yes. threatening and menacing with, with Peter, and he, I buy him, I right. buy all that. You know, what I'm saying like he will kill yeah. you <laughs> and everybody you love.
1: But it's also uh, just as creepy because you see him be nice, nice to his family.
0: Yes, yes. But I think that that's what also makes him a good villain because you know he has something to fight for. And
1: he, and then he turns so quickly. Because you're yeah. watching that car conversation get real awkward. Yes. As he realizes, like, oh, I'm taking this kid and his k- kid Spider-Man and he's... <laughs> yeah. And it's we've like, been, we've been fighting oh, like we've a got a conversation time. to have, don't we? We've
0: been fighting all <laughs> week. Uh, Yeah, that's actually my number four is the Vulture. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you can go ahead with your yeah, number four. number four
1: Vulture. Okay, yeah. My number... who you your number five with? Abomination. Uh-uh. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'd say my number four would be um the kind of but not so living planet Ego. Okay. Um, ego resonated with me in a different sense. Um For one thing, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is probably the movie that got like the most emotional resonance out of me. Yeah. Uh like there were a lot of horrible, horrible things being explored in that film. Yes, they were. Um definitely almost everyone is is sort of a, a, a result or a adjacent result of the cycle of abuse yeah. in a sense. Um the only person who isn't necessarily abused, although you could say so mentally is like um Gomorrah but Gomorrah is very much a a witness of it and yes. and that and that abuse has affected her relationship with Nebula.
0: I mean, she ultimately ran away, so she did not like what was going down. No, no, know? absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not.
1: And it's like there's a lot of things that happen in that sense. And Ego, being the villain that he was, it it is so warm for the first hour and a half of that movie. Yes. You know, even when there's this
0: Russell's charming. So you right, know, that right, works.
1: right, right. Even even that one scene where it looks like there's just this old guy in the background waving. <laughs> yes. And then it comes right back around to that part of the movie where. You never get you get an uh, an odd sense of what's going on, but Hmm. he never, ever changes that warm fatherly thing he's trying to do with Peter. Yeah. And it's not a rising moment. It's not a slowly turning moment. It just slips right in with like like very, very succinctly slips the night knife in that Eagle was the one that put the tumor in in his mother.
0: Right, and the way it said is so nonchalantly that it layers another layer of evil on top of him because yeah. it it it's it was, not so, something it was to so nothing about. to him. Yeah, it's not something he had. I to mean, think it wasn't about.
1: nothing to him because he he expresses was he expresses regret to it. Yeah, but him discussing it in in such a nonchalant way, it's just sort of just like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, It, ah, sucked, it just sucks. But I, I, did I had it. to do
0: it. But I definitely had to do it. And hey, I'm above yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he just did it so he didn't have to go back. Right, and so it's like you killed my mom, so you don't have to feel. And like I did appreciate
1: the fact that like like. Uh, th- there was no questioning it. It was an instant reaction. Oh my god! Peter Cross was like, "Nope,
2: guns."
0: And, and watching the stars leave his eyes. Yeah. Literally, like you know, like that's an expression, but yeah, literally yeah. watching the stars leave his eyes. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I try to get us uh, the best form to suits you or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and there the were there were other
1: th- and there were other things too that I didn't realize until later that sort of like, um. The manipulation of the fact that he is the planet. So, technically, his ears are everywhere. Yeah. So, like, he makes the... Peter makes the mention to Gamora that he never had a dad to play catch with. And so, he's very and just catch. like, hey, let's catch this
2: magic yeah. ball.
0: Yeah. Real sadistic. <laughs> I mean, the idea that you would use love, for the most part, because he was making these beings fall in love with him. Yeah. But The idea that you would weaponize love <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to, to, to um, extend your reach to uh, literally just to uh, toot your own horn. Uh, yeah. That definitely goes on the list for it, evil. It, it,
1: it was just one of those things for me where it's just like he's such this this charming, warm character only for all that bad stuff to just slip right in all of a sudden. And now it's like, oh, this is worse than we thought.
0: Yeah. And then when he doesn't get his way, he's literally down for murder. Yeah. He's, well, at first he's down to use his son as a living battery. Right. And then down for murder. So, yeah. Yeah. Ego.
1: And then that this has happened apparently several times before.
0: No. Yeah. He deserved that. He deserved his place. One of list.
1: my favorite villains.
0: My number three for a villain. So um i felt like the my one and two were locked like when i started this so i had to. i think feel hard like we're gonna be three. the same on that one <laughs> so i had to think really hard for number three and when i when, when it comes down to it i think it just comes down to the rule of cool and so my number three is a man who used to go by the name sergeant buchanan barnes it's the winter soldier bucky from captain america the winter soldier um,
1: I thought about that one, but I, ha- I, I had to shift it around a
2: bit.
0: <laughs> I, I just I I really dig the the design. I dig that weird flight mask and the goggles. Um, I as you know, my roommate doesn't care too much for Bucky, let alone Captain America, mm-hmm. and so we have quite the quarrels here in this household. As I look at my humongous Captain America shield, <laughs> where I'm defending uh, Bucky, Steve's um Steve. I defend Steve defending Bucky right. and, and the entirety of that. But try to defend Bucky and watch Winter Soldier <laughs> because there's a, there's a scene of him just walking around, just literally killing people. He throws a grenade yeah. at, a, at a Quinjet. He, he has no remorse, no regard. Look at him in that highway scene. Mm-hmm. He cares for nothing. That he, Terminator... he
1: launches Sitwell into a truck.
0: Yes. That Terminator that we speak of, when I spoke of Ultron, mm-hmm. this is what that is. Yes, and um, he was unrelenting, no remorse, and even and what hurt even most is halfway through, you get the reveal that it's somebody that Cap knows mm-hmm. and Cap cares about, and no matter how much he tries, can't get through. I have him. a
1: lot to say about that earlier, <laughs> Next, yes, later.
0: But but the idea um, that he could ultimately become a hero. But he the, the very bad that he's done in Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, and then ultimately what I guess you could say he's done in uh, Civil War. What we find out in Winter Soldier, kind sure.
2: of,
0: of what he's done in Civil War. Um, I had to put Bucky on that list, and before it was hella grabbing that hammer, it was Bucky grabbing that shield, <laughs> and that is a uh, iconic moment when you Oh, consider, the catch. Yeah, when you consider like you thought you had this. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to run from this. I can stand right where I'm at, and I can mm-hmm. let you know that you ain't got nothing on me, and um, just the relentlessness, even when he took off the math, he had that, like, weird smoky Maybelline look that yeah. was going on. Uh, the knife fighting. uh we'll gush more when we so get to quick. the actually film. So quick. When we get to that film, but yeah, uh, Bucky is my number what three. With a soldier's
1: a great choice. you got a metal arm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that
0: Russian star on it.
1: <laughs> but tying in directly into With a Soldier, my number three actually is, um, an old boy who... Uh, I know our old buddy doesn't our old buddy Yogi doesn't quite like him because he's so far removed from what he knows okay but good old uh Baron Zemo okay Helmut Zemo
0: from Civil War yeah
1: yes um while you can argue he doesn't get a ton of screen time I do appreciate um the work he does and like his little clandestine covert way to just destroy it from the inside. Yeah. And in a sense, he's one of the few characters, villain characters in the entire MCU that actually kind of accomplishes the goal.
0: You're right. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people um, disregard him because of the lack of action. Yes. But he is ultimately the chess player. He is just a silent
1: knife throughout the entire film.
0: He's definitely a chess player. And when you consider that up, up, until uh, Civil War, that the Avengers had tackled all sorts of um, threats. Yes. Of all kinds of We've forces. We've punched all kinds of things in the face. And you have a normal <laughs> man who literally uses the one thing that they that they've always fought with, emotion. Mm-hmm. The Avengers have always fought with emotion. And all he had to do was put certain people in certain places. And that he knew he could count on a dime yes. what the reaction would be from these heroes, these paramount people who supposed to be better than us. He brought them down to their very human reptilian, yeah. uh, you know, instincts, and made them duke it out, and then just sat there and had popcorn. I nothing, mean,
1: nothing but skill and patience.
0: Like I said again, with if it wasn't for Black Panther, you know, grabbing right. him up at the end, he probably would have gone all the way. He ultimately wanted to kill himself, so I don't know about all that. But Zemo's still in the wind. Yeah, you know? who knows what happened? Maybe a portal opened up in his jail cell. And he's gone now. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what happened? But yeah, I dig Baron. Zemo I put that one bit. in
1: the wrong spot. I'm sorry, y'all.
0: <laughs> I dig Baron Zemo as a as any. Not, for rather he does commit murders. You know, oh, we yeah. We saw him commit torture. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: And, he, and like he, uh, there's the 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 dead guy he was impersonating that's left in the tub. Yeah. There's yep. the impersonation of of Bucky and the bomb, all sorts of things. Um, yeah.
0: He had a bunch of stuff on that dossier that uh, Iron Man. Did. Oh, the one
1: the one dude he leaves hanging to drown yeah, in yeah. that weird contraption
0: Yeah, <laughs> Hydra. I was like, am I finna thrive for an Hydra guy? What's going on here? Right. Poor and dude. I thought
1: like I thought his whole position was interesting too, because like like he's positioned one way in the comic books, but his him and him in the movie is just like, like Hydra and Shield were both dumb. Like Yeah. I don't care for either of those things. Yeah. I've got this one personal And also it's um uh, I appreciated one this is what I mean earlier when I say um Age of Ultrons best thing, best accomplishment was setting up better films. Yes. Because everything that went down in Sokovia did have consequences, even though they quote-unquote saved the day. Yeah. You know, um, in that the things that happen in these films when it comes to carnage and whatnot are not, uh, how do you say, without
0: casualty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even the littlest. Like, even considering that he got stopped. Like, ultimately his plan was found out. Yeah. And he still made them lose. Right. Like, it lose so much of it may not be a body count no. in the situation, even though he blew up that damn UN. <laughs> right. You know, um, but the losses that they take, you can uh, you can make the through line. You can say because of Baron Zemo, Thanos wins.
2: Yes, in, absolutely
0: in, in um, Infinity War. I,
1: I I made that direct call to someone, and I was just like, but because of what he did, and because with no powers, all, no stones, and nothing. because his actions split up all of our heroes who ended up on different parts of the globe we did not have an aligned frontal assault against yes. Thanos and thus we were like um, the divide was
0: already done. Yeah. He just did the conquering. Exactly. And we saw what happens when, he, when Thanos does fight the Avengers in yeah. mass or all together and so yeah he definitely uh, put his thumb on that scale there. Yeah, Zemo. Hmm. He wasn't on my list, but I, I'm respecting him a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to get this out of this cast, though, so I'm digging it. Yogi just wants that purple hood. That's it. He needs an uh, adhesive X, I think it was, that got stuck to his face. Oh, so then God, that uh, stupidity. Oh, my God. It, yeah, it's, well, it's, I it's am, probably just Elmer's glue, Elmer, Elmer glue. And you can I just am Baron Zemo. That's it. Number two, like I said, you said your our number ones and twos might be the same, so let's just get on with it number two is probably the coolest villain that has come around the Marvel Cinematic Universe in quite some time. One that helped their film reach over a billion dollars. I'm going with Eric Killmonger.
2: Yes, Uh, we
1: are. We are of of the same ilk there.
0: So uh, help me just uh, sing the praises of, 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 of Eric Killmonger. I mean, literally, like I said, cool, ruler cool. He is literally the coolest villain above Bucky, but when I was thinking about villains and just swag... He's up there. Um, his accompanying music is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, am- like, it's like trap. African trap. <laughs> it's not like that. Because you got like the regular trap drums, and then you got that guy who's yelling in the background. He's yeah. amazing, too, by the way. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just yelling things in the background. He's upset. And I'm just like, this is this is so good. So good.
1: I appreciate the thing they did in that film, with the fact that even though he is technically one of them, he is not one of them. Because... Yes. As far as those people in Wakanda are concerned, they are, um, I guess to put it in a Games of Thrones type of, of of personification, they are the highborn. Okay. They are the highborn Wakandan royalty. Yes. And they are educated a certain way, and they speak a certain way. And even though you find through it all that, like Eric Killmonger is a very educated dude, yeah. Like, down and dirty, who he is is like he grew up in the hood. Yes, and the way he speaks and the way he carries himself to those people are just like,
0: Ugh. <laughs> and Ugh. to those to those that are uninitiated, um, I feel like he's a, a a perfect personification of the identity crisis that yes. African Americans face. Absolutely, because being born African American and I was born Hispanic, but I'm trying to put myself in that headspace. It's all good. Being born an African Amer uh, being born African American and. Um, Knowing African-Americans, I know that the biggest bigot will just say, go back to Africa. Right. With no actual tie to that country. It's been None. probably generations None. since uh, some of the African-Americans in the United States have any ties, you know, back there. None. Um, And so when you're constantly told that that's the place you're supposed to go and that's the place that you belong, Killmonger just went with it. He did the scarification. You know the African scarification on his own body to because he knew that he was always owed the Wakandan um, uh, upbringing. That's what yes. his father told him when he was a young kid. Right, and so it's like this is the land, this is the magical, mystical land that I belong to, but I live here and I'm treated a certain way because I look like the people there. Right, and that uh, really spoke to me.
1: I'll double down on your point. I'll try to make it brief because I can I can go along with this. Um, when I grew up. As a black man I always noticed that like there were a lot of people around me who carried around some sort of flag. Okay. All right. Um you being Hispanic, you've probably gone to a lot of people who have that flag on them in some oh, way. Oh, Everywhere. There's yeah. a chain of like those beads that are done in the flag. Yes. I get it with the Dominican and the Puerto Rican people. Stickers. The, At- the Italians stickers, have some sort of thing stuff. off have some sort of flag on their cars, on their shirts, on their tattoos, all sorts of things. I grew up never seeing one black person. With an African flag in my life. Yeah. So I always grew up knowing that we were a flagless people in some sense, because we are so cut off from what is actually African culture. And and say what you will about the fact that, like, oh, well, some Puerto Ricans have never been back to the island, so they don't really know.
0: Whatever. But they, still, they can still hang their identity on something.
1: But some of their parents that came from it can still tell them what it was and can still cook like those people and can still, like educate and talk about, like, pieces of the culture that did come from it, we have none of that. Right, exactly. Because of that giant cutoff. Yep. So, it 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 spoke to me so directly on the massive divide between actual African people and African Americans, Yeah. who I have seen look down on us. Right. You know, because we're just so far removed.
0: Yeah, from the root.
1: So, it's like, we, we only have American flags because this is all we are. Yeah. As far as um, culturally relevant and 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 what we have grown up on and understand it, it is its own um separate culture or subculture that had to get built up by those by those free folk and and situated over time which is why it's almost hard to understand what the african american culture is
0: exactly yeah.
1: Except for what's on television. Which and is, so oof.
0: you got an entire group of people feeling disenfranchised because they were pushed out of the American culture because they were not American mm-hmm. or not American enough. Right. And then they don't but feel we're not any, African They enough. do not feel the identity of, of Africa. So they create their own world. But like you said, there is no flag. No. And, and at this point in 2019, there's really no leaders. There's really no, no. you know, um, there's really no guiding force to be like, well, this is what we, this is the identity we should uphold. This is what we should do. And um, you can see, I see Killmonger in the streets for real. Like, right. I literally see the anger that minorities face, young minority males yeah. face when they don't know where they're supposed to go. Right. But they know that they deserve more. Right. And so, who do I get? Who do I go to? Who do I shake to get mine? To get right. what's more to me? And he went to where his father said he was old, which yeah. is Wakanda.
1: The concern there is now, and and I get it. I see all the, I saw all the shirts. To some degree, Killmonger was right.
0: Yes. Yeah, right, right, right. Yes.
1: But the danger there, of course, is that the radicalization of that. And
0: the retribution. You shouldn't be going for The radicalization
1: of retribution is that, like, you being right means I'm going to, you know, gather all the weapons and, and kill all the oppressors. Right. Uh, oppressors is sauce is, is for the white people. We all know. Uh, it, listen, yeah, it's like, I think
0: it. I'm right. And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, and I think we should kill everybody who's wrong. And it's like, oh, hold on.
1: So, so, I, <laughs> I was with you. I was here ch- for the rightness and the punch. And
0: uh, then you choked that lady. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, right. You choked, you choked that old lady who was just gardening. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm down with that. So
1: responsibly way. speaking, Killmonger was right, but he wasn't the hero. Let, let's not get that yeah, mixed up.
0: Right. But I, uh, Michael B. Jordan, I think, killed it. Uh, definitely worked out for the You know the he role. said he
1: had to go to therapy after that movie?
0: I believe it. He, that headspace is a very dangerous headspace to be in. To feel that old oh, and not know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Both the scene with the um, you know, where he the ancestral plane scene, and then after he stabbed, yeah, really show you the the true Killmonger, the one that really just felt like he was owed mm-hmm. more. And once he got that more, well, first uh, you see him in the ancestral plane where he's rejecting all the more, right? Right. What does it matter? People just die. It is what it is. And then when he dies in front of that sunset, he's like, "This was what it was all about." Yeah. Like I was owed. You know, five hundred of these sunsets. Right. You know, and I could have been sitting right along my fellow Wakandan, the king, and we our lives would have been so much different. But, but. also
1: just the pain of feeling like he knows, uh, and I can't imagine what that's like growing up. He knows to some degree what most people don't know growing up was that there are are people who could defend us and are and and are essentially have forgotten about us. Yeah. While I'm watching, you know, my friends die. In the streets all the time. Yeah, and that—that's painful knowledge to grow up with.
0: Yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's preservation, you know, for the Wakandans to stay hidden. But in the same sense, it's like there's atrocities going on around the world with people who look like us. Yeah. You look like us, but you seem to not even care. Right. And that there was a lot of anger, hostility there. I definitely think, uh, yeah, he deserves to be on that list. So I'm I. I uh, let out the cat out of the bag with number two, so I'll allow you to do our um, number one. I, I guess
1: number one is going to be the one we all sort of appreciate, and 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 the one that was there at the end, which is a, uh, uh, old purple himself, um, Mister Thanos. Yes. Does he ever have a last name?
0: No. I, I think, think he does it. actually, but I don't really? know what it is. Yeah. Ah. Because doesn't well, he has family because when he goes to get the soul stone, they're like Thanos, son of blah blah blah, uh, um, Gamora, oh, wow. son of. I have of... to go check that. Son of yada yada. A daughter of... Uh, right, right. Um, but yeah, man. Thanos. Oh, what I gotta say is, is relatively short. Everyone was waiting for this man come Infinity War. Right. Um, I knew... I, and aside. Who, the
2: guy who
1: essentially apparently wasn't even the plan when Josh Whedon put it Exactly.
0: It was basically an Easter egg. A fun Easter egg. And that character changed from what Josh Whedon wanted it to be. Oh, yeah. And then changed from who he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um And... So, someone with this much hype and with this much, um, you know, uh, um, like... Resonance? Yes. Like, their reputation precedes them this much. I actually, honestly, believe it would be impossible to Destined match that. To fail? Yes. They have to be. You've talked too much about this, man. Right. And the swagger... And it's, Infinity War and Endgame are very interesting films. Mm-hmm. When you consider they were filmed together and when you consider that... Uh, you have these collection of shots and they could have went in any order. Yes. You know, we could have had the young bladed Thanos go after all the stones and then the older one is when they fight after the fact or right. whatever the heck. But the idea that the one that comes in Endgame, oh sorry, in Infinity War is such a force.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: so cavalier about all this that's happening. Literally not. He just, just loves to
1: sit down and tell stories.
0: <laughs> Besides the Asgardians, he goes out of his way not to kill anyone. Yeah. You know, he kills. He has fun killing Hemdall and stuff, but that's mostly because Hemdall pissed him off. Um,
1: and he freaking he raises um like the Nova.
0: Yes, yeah, all the Xandar to the Xandar, ground. Yeah, and so um th- he shouldn't have been that big. He shouldn't have, He shouldn't have been that um important, that cool. But he was. The motion capture is amazing. That he feels like a real person even though he's like eight feet tall and his hands are about the size of my head he <laughs> feels real the wrinkles on his face the scars on his face when he emotes anger sadness all of that stuff it, it, it's a testament to everyone who worked in the special effects that he feels like a real person right <laughs> um and the duality that you you know that you know ultimately when he had to sacrifice his own daughter um and then I really really dig young brass Thanos from um end game like yeah. the idea that like oh i do this <laughs> oh they oh it's a wrap i was hyped before i even knew i did this and you're gonna tell me i did this right it's over i'm and, the winner oh it, oh my god and coming in uh with the blood still his blade still slick with the blood of of everyone and his armor covered in blood and just like oh yeah i was just hanging out you know just dealing with some stuff oh so good uh what else do you have to say about mr thanos
1: um it's it's such an interesting thing to, to come across in the sense that I expected such a larger scale version of the character. I, I know the one in the comic books is such a boasting, yes. over-the-top... Uh, short, right?
0: Huh? I always felt like he was short in the comics. Or at least, like, He seems stubby. drawn
1: really stocky, which makes him feel short. But yeah. then, like, he's, like, four feet taller than Captain America when they draw right, right. it.
0: Yes, yes, that's true. So, yeah.
1: like they put him on the covers and he's just wide and it looks like it's, it's, it's a scale thing. Right. But uh, he, he comes in as such this like hyper intelligent, just calm, collected guy who, like I said, just like he's willing to just tell stories and have these conversations. Yeah. And about things that he believes in. Like he just has a whole conversation with
0: Gamora. Dr. Strange. You don't got to tell Dr. Strange. Nothing. And, and yeah
1: and like like its it's almost moments where he's um uh, a- acquiescent like he talks uh, um he talks about the chair and Gomor it's like i hated that chair, so yeah. he just sits on the steps,
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, he he's winning to see people halfway because he already knows that he's going all the way with this. Same thing with Strange, like you're saying, like, oh, you want to know? Yeah, I'll let you know. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. No, no one's asked me.
1: Let me, let me tell you hey, a story about Titan. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can sit here and chat about this. Oh, Tony Stark. Yeah, I know you. You know what I mean? Like, so chill um, and then so menacing and also so menacing at the same time. And him ripping that stone out of Vision, man. Yeah. Like, that was cold, literally. And then Vision was cold. He,
1: and even in the moment where you think he's, he's lost because Scarlet was able to destroy the stone. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I've got this little backup oh, here. Oh,
0: my God. When he just did Terrence that. And back- I should have known that. I should have put that two and two together. But when he does that, I literally went, oh, <laughs> it's over. He's you know what's got funny about zone. You know
1: what's funny about it to me? I think the idea was that they tied in the... Or or you are programmed to believe that what Strange does is magic and spells, and there's a science to it that Thanos wouldn't know. Yeah. But Thanos just has the ability to harness the power, and it looks exactly the same. Yep,
0: yep. And he's like, this is how everyone uses the Time Stone, apparently. Yes. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, There's not going to be a a villain like Thanos, because there's not going to be enough time to (laughs) build one up to this point. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Marvel does. With these next phase of movies and stuff,
1: I'm hoping for a really over the top, like ridiculous Doctor Doom. Yeah, right. We've tried to ground him and really, it doesn't work. That
0: would be really, really good. A Doctor Doom. I people say like Kang and I wouldn't mind Kang being a villain, but I, uh, I need something a little bit bigger. Like um, Kang
1: matches up with what they were doing, but I don't want him. To be even the- Norman,
0: you think Norman? They could ever get to Norman Osborn? Do um, like a Dark Avengers kind of deal.
1: I'd like a Dog of Edge, but I also like a Thunderbolt Thunderbolts. So like, it's whatever. But yes. I don't know if that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they ever do that. the big thing again.
0: But, uh, yeah, we, we've we had some of the best mm. of the best and the worst of the worst. But now it's time to get into our, uh, our list. And you know what? I actually like that volleyball idea. I think that's what we're going to run with. So what we're going to do now, between me and GT, is we're going to name the ones that I feel like fell off our list. Because, for the most part, you could cut this into fives and tens. Okay. But between 22, those two. Let's talk about those last two spots. All right, so I'll go ahead and I'll name my numbers 22 and 21. Okay. And then you can do the same. And then we'll do our, uh, we'll go from there. So, what I feel like is the bottom rung of the MCU. And again, uh, apologies and no apologies for, for <laughs> this being where it's at on the list. But I'm going to have to go with. The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Um, the Incredible Hulk is on my list. Uh, came out year 2008 on a budget of $150 million. It made $263 million. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Louis Lederer, I want to say. But um, my problem with The Incredible Hulk is I, the problem that I feel like is with most Hulk films. And it's the issue that you're constantly waiting for him to do the thing that he doesn't want to do for the entire yeah. movie. And that in plus, I didn't feel like it, was, it had that MCU level of... Um, Comedy. Right. So that there goes a. Because you can, you can uh, withstand a certain um, blah story if they're making you laugh halfway through. Sure. I point to like Door of the Dark World on that. Right, right, um, right. I don't feel like uh, Incredible Hulk had that. I don't think that Norton is an incredibly um, charming Bruce Banner. Hmm. Like, I wasn't like, I root for that guy. Like, that guy, I want to like, have a beer with that right. guy.
1: Which it's is just, a shame because Edward Norton's a very good actor. But he it is. just. It wasn't working that day.
0: It just. Whatever it was, and he has a. I think the best thing about him is his build. He has the perfect build for okay. for Bruce Banner. Um, but like the leader stuff going nowhere. Um, the Harlem fight's pretty cool, but literally, I would just watch the Harlem fight and when he kicks uh, Abomination right into the wall, So that's my number 22. It's just one
1: of those things where it's like, oh, it's got a scene or two I like, but other than that, I don't exactly. want to
0: watch it, right? <laughs> and and the thing is, that's these Marvel movies for the most part are long. Yeah. So unless I'm gonna just go to those scenes, I can't see myself <laughs> heart rate monitor. I can't. Right. I can't do it. Um, and for my twenty one, and I might get some opposition directly across the table. <laughs> uh, my number twenty one is Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, it's high on some people's list, but to me, it 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 could have just been a, a two hour one shot because I don't feel like I got anything from it. Sure. I don't, uh, except for like where the Tesseract was, but that's all, you I know. think that's
1: the trouble with it, uh, and I say this with movies and video games, it's the, it's the difficulty of being what I call a bridge film.
0: Yeah. You yes. are
1: sticking something in between two, con- two already established continuities, so it can't do much, but it can do a little.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because they, they try to tout this film as the Wonder Woman of, of its day. And Wonder Woman has actual grounds, you know, has actual roots in feminism, in sure. in in the pro-women. It, um,
1: it, it, was, it was an icon far before anyone took it seriously.
0: Right. So, I, I already felt kind of weird about them touting Mar- Captain Marvel in the same way because we had a whole episode yeah. talking about how convoluted her backstory was and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And now, all of a sudden, they got it. And even in getting it, they still cut it up a bit. Yes. They cut up a bunch to fit the MCU. So, um that which I, could be
1: both to its to its uh detriment and to its uh help.
0: I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler alert um of my list. Winter Soldier is high on my list and when sure. you take a line from Winter Soldier and make it a gag in <laughs> in <laughs> your movie, you're going to raise the ire of uh George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And,
2: <laughs>
0: and so... I
1: argue they either never had a plan for it or they this was always the plan. I don't, I
0: don't think they ever had a plan for it.
1: I believe that, too. I, I believe it was just a line and they never had a plan to actually resolve that line.
0: Yeah. And I don't think Jan rogg was great, you know? I think that anyone would have been in the same position. Anyone lying to her would have been in the same position. Sure. Um, uh, it It's a movie that doesn't... That asks you to... Like, what would you do in that situation but doesn't really have a definitive this is what you should do. Like, this sure. is what... Um, and so, it's number uh, 21 for me. But okay. I, I suspect it might be higher for you. But let A me hear bit. your number 22 and 21. Bit. The ones that you can cut... The, the, the crust that you can cut off the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> uh, Sandwich.
1: Um, 22 is the same as yours. It's The Incredible Hulk. Woo. I just do not care for that movie. I can tell you how much I don't care about that movie in one story.
0: Dan With is me. an unabashed fan of that movie. But, yeah, I don't get it. Even and Dan, I love you, Dan. But.
1: Dan. Dan's got some interesting... Outlooks. Uh, Let me hear that story. Um, when Infinity War came out, we did the big um, marathon, which I think at the time was only like um, maybe sixteen movies. Not because of all of them, but because like they only did a few movies for the marathon. Yeah. For, at AMC, we got there, and very first one, like we sat down, we were all gonna have some fun. It was Iron Man One. It was like, yeah, I hadn't seen Iron Man One in years, so it was kind of a cool experience. Um. It also it's also been years after when I but I had already gotten into soundtracks, so like it was cool hearing the soundtracks I'd been listening to to read the book.
2: And And those things
0: ain't easy. You were telling me no, those those, those sittings are not like. I mean, it's 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 your meat, your media, like is what you like. Yeah, but it's still a lot of what you like. It's a it's it's a, a bathtub full of ice cream.
1: No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it was. So we got there, and I'm in one played, and we enjoyed it. We all had a great time, and we, we all looked at our little uh, lanyard cars and I was like, "What's next?" Oh, Incredible Hulk! you want to go to some McDonald's? You just got here. Yeah, let's go something to eat. Okay, and we <laughs> came back to watch Captain
0: America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's. It's the pee break of the of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was like, we just got here. Which was like, yep, let's go get some let's get some food. Does it speak at all to how much like do you feel like you resonate more with Mark Ruffalo?
1: Um, no, I don't. I think a lot of the problem is, and I don't want to make this a pitch because I'm not great at that yet. Although I've been pitching the episode for that. (laughs) Um, we need Dan. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. My issue with the with Incredible Hulk is the same thing you pretty much said. It always becomes a two hour movie of a bunch of people who came to see one thing, and that's the Hulk. And this character in the movie doesn't want to give you that <laughs> no, because the Hulk is a bad thing. Right. Right. Exactly. So,
0: and we shouldn't want it, but that's the only thing that you're giving. That's the, the right. entire promotion material. Right. Is, come see the Hulk.
1: Right. The Incredible Hulk, roar, yeah, big green monster. Hulk. I
0: don't want to be the Hulk. Uh, but, but,
1: no, I don't want to hurt
0: people. Yep, it yeah, it makes
1: me it makes me sad. Yeah. So like, it, it's a it's it's an entire movie of everyone trying to teach this guy how to not be the Hulk. We paid Hicks and Gracie to teach him not to be the Hulk. Yeah, and we, and we, we do all these things, and of course, he eventually does. They'll so do whatever.
0: <laughs> As he always will.
1: Yeah, he always know. eventually will. But it's, imagine
0: that movie. Whew, I successfully went two hours without being no right. right. credits.
1: It just makes us more depressed because it's just like, oh man, this dude like can't like have sex with his girlfriend because he's afraid the heart be, yes. know, the heart rate will Hulk him out. And I don't, I don't think a Hulk movie. If you're doing it and you want to take the world seriously as you do, you can't make a Hulk movie on Earth. Okay. Because if you want him to reach the levels of Hulkness that you like want to see, like you, you kind of have to think about the fact that there is repercussions exactly, to yeah. it. So like you can, I mean, it sounds mean, but like you can put him on a planet full of other alien folks and, and like kill no one right, no right. one cares if he cracks a planet in half somewhere else. Yeah, I can see that. But like when you put it on earth, then it's like, okay, wait, he destroyed cities. Like that could have been my cousin. And like they should be looking for this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It it doesn't work to me. It also so people pe- were it waiting feels, for the yeah. Hulk to like do that, whether it was World Breaker or whatever, like there was no way to do it without massive consequences. Yeah. And making Bruce Banner a level one fugitive.
0: It also doesn't feel like it belongs in the world and it was a pretty early world when it started, but it also I think most wasn't... people
1: don't remember it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to tell people and it's a whole it's a whole story. It's like but, yeah, but that's not... Yeah, I know. It's not, yeah. it's not Mark Ruffalo, yeah. but yeah, that honk still counts. The only, thing tying,
1: the only thing tying it to the rest of the universe is Ross.
0: Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. <laughs> His old self. Exactly.
1: Um, Number 21 is... Oh, oh, boy, we were just talking about earlier, which is Iron Man 3. Okay. Oh, Lord, right. I hate me some Iron Man 3. Yeah. And again, it, a lot of that is on the fact that they set me up for this movie I really liked the sound of, and they, then they gave me another one, and I didn't like the taste of it. Okay. I came here for hamburgers, you gave me fish, I didn't want fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hamburgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cheeseburgers, whatever. Uh, Definitely. And,
1: and and then you, you, you count to the fact that apparently it's this weird continu- continuity um like logic jump because it's like at the end of Iron Man 3 he destroys all the suits but at, at age of Ultron he's like I got all the suits again y'all yeah he's,
0: he's made robots and he's got his own suit still trying to build the suit of armor yeah a lot of it doesn't make sense Iron Man 3 it just sucks because it feels like a cash grab and not only does it feel like a cash grab the thing made 1.2 billion dollars <laughs> so right. I mean it literally it's kind of a pretty all, good cash grab all the cash Uh, yeah, so I'll round out our uh 22 you know. and 21 Yes, yeah, so now let's I'm going to go uh, from 20 to 15. Okay. And so 19 and 20, I can pair together, unfortunately. Really? <laughs> yes, because 19 and 20 are... Uh, number 20 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And number twenty um, 19 is Ant-Man.
1: You, you, that's interesting. You put the first one higher than the second one.
0: I do like the first one more. Okay. Uh, I felt like it was more genuinely funny, but that's probably because the first one had a lot of the skeletons still... Uh, created by Edgar Wright, right? Where I feel like the second was Edgar Wright like in my opinion, um, and then you throw in a non sequitur like Ghost, okay, and then whoever the heck Walter Goggins was, whatever <laughs> Walter that, Goggins. yeah, whatever that was. He's movie filling Walter Goggins. And I feel like a big problem with Emma and the Wasp is it literally falls like it. Almost everything in that movie comes to consequence of me, or or it comes to um. What's it happen when two things happen at the same time? Oh, um, coincidence. Coincidence. I yes. said consequence. Coincidence. Uh, like that night is the night that J- Janet goes into his head, so that's when he goes to get hope. But hope is already coming to get him. Right. Uh, you know, and oh, the suit doesn't work. This one is, has malfunctions, and right. so that just uh, adds to the hilarity of shrinking and getting tall. I-, I just, I like these films. Again, I like every Marvel film. But it's just going to go uh, a bit lower on that list. Sure. So uh, number 18, where I have nothing else to say about, is Iron Man 3. Okay. <laughs> um, number 17 is Thor The Dark World. All right. Uh, I um I, I think people just need to understand that I put Thor The Dark World, both, both Ant-Man's, Captain Marvel, Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man 3. Uh, it's not as bad as people say it is. No. I don't think Thor The Dark World is as bad as people say no. it is. Um,
1: it's like a real good Yankees lineup. Someone's got a bat nine.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, and Loki's still in it, so he's great. Helmsworth is in it. He's great. Um, I like the human element of it, and it's actually less of it here because we get more of a- actual Asgard. Yes. Um, Hemdog gets a badass moment in it. Right. You know, um, Malekith is on my list for worst villains, but the rest of that story, I feel like, um, puts it on my list. Right there at number seventeen, number sixteen, and I already feel your hands around my throat, strangling me, is <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh And I can't really, really tell you why Doctor Strange is on this, on number seventeen on my, I mean sixteen on my list. Besides the fact that I probably just didn't, ri- it, it except
1: for maybe the emptiness of Kai which I, but, we both kind of right. spoke to.
0: But I also feel like I couldn't resonate with him. I thought he was cool. Really. Like a cool friend of mine, but I'm not into <laughs> the stuff. Like a cool friend that does cross CrossFit. It's like, I'm not into what you do, but I dig you. I'm right. not really into what you do, but I. I and I, I, the mo- the movie's effects. I love Tilda Swinton. Um, yes. and I do think um, Patch is is great as Doctor Strange, but this is really Sophie's choice when we play this kind of this <laughs> kind of thing. Sure. And he just landed where he landed there, and then to round out my number fifteen, the lowest ranking for an Avengers film is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay. And number 15, uh, which I already spoke about with great length with Vision, the only thing, I mean, with Ultron, the only thing I ha- ha- have to say is I feel like it served way too many masters. Mm-hmm. They were trying to do way too much. It's literally the film that broke Joss Whedon. Right. Uh, uh, because he tried, they tried to make 18 films into one film. And then he went on to make two films into one film with Justice League. My man is having a hard time over there. You understand? Yeah. Uh, but... Killing Quicksilver. He's going to go
1: back. He's going to end up going back to t- Like, TV was easier than this. Let's just, you know what I'm saying? let's just make another Buffy. Come on.
0: Y'all want Buffy. Don't y'all want Buffy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, Killing Quicksilver felt like there was no need to do that with that. Right. Um, I feel like they wasted Baron Von Strucker <laughs> uh, in the kind of throwaway thing. Um, they kind of throw away the whole Loki Scepter thing. Oh, by the way, it's, a, it's an Infinity Stone. Like, yeah. By the way, because we have to. We're. Running out of movies to stick these things into. So here's that. And also, here's a vague understanding of the Infinity Stones via Thor's hot tub bath thing. And it's just too much. Lightning bath. Yeah, we're going to tease Civil War. We're going to tease Infinity War. We're going to tease. It's way too much for me. So yeah, Avengers Age of Ultron rounds it out at my 15. So to give you guys just another recap, from 20 to 15, starting at 20, is Ant Man and the Wasp, then Ant Man, Iron Man 3, Door of the Dark World. Doctor Strange and Avengers: Age of Ultron.
1: Alrighty, okay. So we go 19, 18. 19, 18. Yeah, so what's times. your number
0: twenty? Looking uh, like
1: my number twenty is is Ant Man. Honestly, Oh, okay. It was just it was <laughs> an entertaining movie, but overall just an empty experience for me.
0: It doesn't feel heroic.
1: Maybe not. Um, it's taken me a while to get past. Not get past, but get or come around to. Um,
0: the charms of
1: <laughs> not just, uh, uh, to Scott Lang, okay, and maybe that's maybe that's it too. Maybe it's kind of like because he's sort of a bumbling hero to me, yeah, or or whatnot. And you know what it is. I f- I I almost want to go back to watch to rewatch Ant Man and the Wasp for one particular reason, and that is because like I did not feel any emotional connection or resonance with Scott Lang until like endgame when he gets to the scene where he's just rushing home to see if his daughter's still alive that
0: was a really good scene it was
1: and i was just like okay like i'm trying to see ant-man as this sort of cool or exciting superhero instead of like kind of what he is which is just like a father trying to make this thing work yeah even though he's got a history of like like he's sort of a low-life Sort of. A the,
0: I I I don't think the characterization is really that strong with Scott Lang. No, it's. You not. can't tell me what he wants besides his family, which is. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But, like, there's really no other it there, and we are we have so many rich characters. Like when you talk about um, just Tony Stark and Iron Man alone, right? Yes. Like who who want things and they they don't want things and they change their mind and then right. they don't want this, but they'll sacrifice and. I don't feel any of that with Ant-Man. Ant-Man
1: um, is just like this guy who falls into superhero superherodom because like he goes to steal a suit and... and, and he's Pam, big Lebowski.
0: And he's Pam, the big yeah, He right. literally just falls into the, the adventures. Him knows
1: about it and he just mentors him through whatever and like it, it, it didn't grip a hold of me that yet un, that he's you know this just guy who's just trying to connect with his daughter and do right by his kid. Yeah. It does not it really does not resonate to me until that scene in Endgame where he's just like where's my kid? Where's Cassie? Yeah. And he's, he's so worried that Cassie's on the tomb, on the... Yeah, that was uh, actually really the good. Brick. Yeah, it's the brick. The and it said like, what do you mean? I'm No, I'm not. Right yeah, here. Yeah, why does it
0: say Scott Legg? I'm not dead. That's me. me. That's my name. <laughs> no one knows who I am, <laughs> but it's me. I, um, Another thing I think uh, Harp, um, I, you know, hangs on these films is the idea that we've seen tech-based heroes before. Yes. And they're much better when the tech-based hero is inept. Right. It's very weird that he like, kind of doesn't know. And so he he, he goes to, like, the boot camp of it, but even through Ant-Man and the Wasp, he still doesn't really get it. Like, he still right. doesn't really know. And it's crazy that you have Hank Pym there, the actual original Ant-Man. Right. He knows everything.
1: And he's, Janet he's, is already so much better than him. Right. Even and, and, though she got the suit after he did. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, um yeah, it really does not serve that character. She gets all. the cooler gadgets because they trust her with yeah, it. And she can fly. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: so... So who's your 19? Not that. 19 is Iron Man 2.
0: Woo! You were not loving the Iron Man movie. No, right? it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay. I'm not I don't blame you.
1: No, it wasn't. Uh Iron Man One is great and then they just hit these two big walls and amazingly Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark is just so good that he just rises above it yes. in everyone else's films <laughs> yes. and in the Avengers films. It's true. It's true. But like for what for whatever reason they just couldn't make those Iron Man film movies really work for me after number one. Uh we spoke on Whiplash already there's a few things with Pepper Potts that just, like, aren't really as great as they could have been. Yeah. The new Rhodey gets you kind of weird. I They they, they, they want to they wanna dip their toe into drinking problem, Tony, but not, like, really get in the water.
0: You know what I think that actually my biggest problem with that movie is? I feel like it's stuffed. It's just like Age of Ultron where it's incredibly stuffed. Yeah. There was no need for that since synthesizing a new element part of that film. Right. I mean, I guess you could tie it to the toxicology of what's going on with his sure. chest thing. But, like... That I feel like that was a lot, like the whole diagram, and then you got to go look through the tapes. Like that was that that is so much off of the Whiplash stuff, which is so much off of the Hammer stuff, which is so much off of the um, starting the Avengers Initiative stuff. Yes, that it it literally feels like four or five different films,
1: and then we just wound right back out to more big gray suits. Yes,
0: and (laughs) a battle that takes forever, but then they press a button and lasers go around and behead everybody, and the fight the fight's over. And, and it's like we can just leave with that. And then it, it seems
1: like um like he doesn't even defeat Vanko. Vanko just kind of kills himself. Yes. It's yeah. just like what yep. happened in this movie? Um Not great. Number 18 is Thor.
2: Woo! Thor. I don't
1: dislike Thor, but okay. it it does not give me enough
0: of It does the not bring I, you joy.
1: <laughs> it does not spark joy.
0: It does not spark joy.
1: Um it does not bring me enough of the things I came to a, a Thor movie for. Okay. Which is the uniqueness that Thor brings to anything he's a, um, that you write about him, which is like the Asgard stuff and yes. the kind of like space Viking warriors yes. and all that. The uh, uh, to so to some degree, the magical mythology of it all. They they do the correct story, which is him going to Earth and becoming worthy by like learning these lessons and, and having having respect for not just humanity but just other people. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like a highborn having a of respect for for lower hu um, uh, I guess like, lower like amused st- Yeah <laughs> He's like yeah, amused. <laughs> Right And And coming to respect These people And like the whole idea Is that he could be a king Because he respects the people And thus he can treat them fairly Yes The story is good I just Want more
0: Thor Yeah I get you yeah, <laughs> He's, yeah, I get You get
1: you. a little bit In the beginning And a little bit in the end And right. the rest of it is Dr. Donald Blake Or whatever Yeah
0: and a lot of Selvig Yeah a whole lot of Which Selvig Which is in funny Yeah and and
1: uh uh Thor is funny being the fish out of water with the smashing of the cup, and Cat Dennings is nice to look at, and Natalie Portman clearly doesn't want to be there and <laughs> it
0: felt it feels like a very two thousand and four yeah. five uh superhero film
2: yeah and, Where and we got
0: we gotta do more stuff to pat out everybody else right because we don't want to get into the specifics of this character and so. if you get
1: and if and if you know better, you're kind of just like, oh, that's like a a, a fake version of Broxton. but sure yeah
0: exactly yeah. <laughs> That's the most unpacked Boston I've ever seen in my right, life.
1: Right, <laughs> right. So, it, <laughs> Not great. it It just, it really left me like, okay, so that's his origin, cool, I can't wait till we actually do more Thor stuff in the in the sequel. Yeah. Boy, did that go well.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, speaking of Thor of the Dark World, really quickly, I also really like that whole portal combat stuff, like. <laughs> <laughs> where where the millionaires going into different the realms. I mean uh, they yes, played with yes. the realms. Yes. They played with the idea of the of the convergence of the realms. Yes like, they did. That should have been a, a slam dunk, but again, they didn't set up enough of that in First Door Right. For us to understand. All we knew about was Jut- Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Jotunheim.
1: Yes. Jotunheim. Yeah. I'll, I'll teach Ice you. Giants. I'll teach you as much as I can about the The, <laughs>
0: the Realms, the nine realms.
1: The uh, the pronunciations which can get people all sorts of you I know, dig it. We're, gonna, we're
0: gonna do our war of the war of the realms uh cast hopefully yeah. we know this is said Kat and, done, Dennings so. and her meow meow meow
1: meow. <laughs> meow meow um number 17 was ant-man and the wasp okay. i think it's better than ant-man but i just like
0: you also think it's better than iron man too um i enjoyed
1: it more okay and i think yeah. that's just because like it probably just, it made me laugh a little bit more like okay. i i how can you not laugh at giant hello kitty Pe- pez dispenser
0: yeah <laughs> It's what's weird. weird is I have Ant Man above Ant Man and the Wasp, but I prefer Hope in Ant Man and the Wasp way, like oh, do you way more than in regular Ant Man. Wait, Hope, uh, Van Dyne, because is the mother. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Hope, Why um, did I give her a different. <laughs> that's a whole other. They didn't want you on the set.
1: No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think she's a lot more, um, a lot better in this in this movie. Maybe it's just because like. It's, not, it's just not a bunch of that, I hate Scott Lang, and why won't you let me do I, the and thing? And my
0: dad, like, I have this thing with my dad, I have daddy yeah. issues, and then, yeah, there's a lot going on. So We got enough daddy issues in the MCU.
1: Seriously. Freaking Guardians 2 is all daddy issues. You know? Um, number 16 is Thor The Dark World. Okay. I, I enjoyed had 17.
0: The- that was very close.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. It's got a lot of things I like. The portal gimmick with the hammer is cool some of the the emotions and the issues that Thor goes through is enjoyable for me. I enjoy the fact that there is the, it is the building blocks of Thor and Loki rebuilding their relationship despite Loki still being a dick. Yes.
0: But. <laughs> At every turn, he's still trying to lie and cut yes, kind of his arm off and all Absolutely. Kinds of stuff. But yeah.
1: Malekith is the weakest villain in the entire MCU and there's just a lot of moments that could have been cut out. Um, I think we could have had a I think we could have had a slightly better movie if we didn't have to force Jane Foster and the Infinity Stone into it. I agree. If we took all the time that we had, I mean, really, you could have you could have just used the Infinity Stone and the Ether in its own way without forcing Jane Foster into it. Yeah, I think if you cut out a lot of the Jane Foster scenes and just add more Malekith, we could have had a better film.
0: And that's the thing. But when by the time you get to Infinity War we still don't know where the Soul Stone is and they just put it somewhere. Yeah. You know, they could have just put the ether right. somewhere, you know.
1: Right. Matter of fact, what's the, last, what's the last movie that has an Infinity Stone before Infinity War?
0: The Time Stone in uh, Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's right after. And they
0: they shoved that in the of Agamotto, which has always been a comic book thing. Right. They just shoved an Infinity Stone in it and it's like, that's why it can do what it does.
2: Yes, exactly. And it's like,
0: well, I, Agamotto, you, it can work without it. Like, it's always worked without it. It's always been a, 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 yeah. a relic. Although,
1: it, it does give them a nice sort of cosmic importance that the magicians have always been, you know, protecting the time stone from yeah. all sorts of things. It's the same way
0: they shoved the Cosmic Cube and the Tesseract into one. Yeah. The is Tesseract I mean? a thing? I don't think Tesseract is a thing. Cosmic Cube is a thing. And yes. And exactly I, the same. Right. And I... I, I
1: it, it, everyone who knows it knows it's the Cosmic Cube but like I'm sure the writers are just like we can't just say Cosmic Cube no one's this gonna want it yeah no one's stupid. gonna want it Yes, yeah, this
2: is
0: dumb like,
1: what do they call this that magic the right. Cosmic Cube uh like was it named by children
0: um you know one more thing about Door of the Dark World I really 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 like my favorite scene from that film is actually one without any action it's the uh the funeral for Frigga yes um, I think it's very beautiful. I think the score is amazing. Right. And even though it's a millisecond of a, of a scene, mm-hmm. the reaction of Loki, where oh. he just like magics everything. Yeah. It's oh, just... so good and it's silent. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it. Oh, I'm. But goosebumps. you can feel his.
1: There's no facial expression because it's back's to the camera. There's no music. There's no no sound. But like. And this is
0: somebody that's not shaken by this. Who cares? I threaten my family. I'm I trying to kill my my father. I'll, I'll kill Thor. Who cares about right. any of this? And then who's dead? Like, again, Goosebumps just thinking about it because we never saw that much emotion from Loki. We Even right. see him that rattled. And that was a good part in another otherwise probably not great film.
1: Yes. Number 15. Um, that's what we're going up to, right? Yes. Yes. Number 15 for me is Captain Marvel. Um, okay. I like Captain Marvel. I like the character a lot. I enjoyed the movie. I do agree. It's very light and I, I partly put that on it being a bridge film because there's only so much you could do with it. Yeah. Um... Maybe you could have, uh, maybe some people argue you could have been written better. Some of the reviews I, I get or some of the opinions I get are, um, eschewed with a lot of social politics that are just dumb and I yeah. don't care
2: for. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed the story of the idea that she's not truly as powerful as she could possibly ever be until she finds out who she truly is. And I think think that's res- that's something that resonates with me and I think it, it resonates with a lot of people I think it resonates with a lot of women who need to um find out who they truly are and, and 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 own that strength because that's the crux of the entire thing until she finds out who she truly is and accepts it she isn't nearly as strong as she can be and, stop letting and guys then she tell goes you cosmic it, and runs through ships and
0: stop letting guys tell you you're emotional <laughs> yes, yes. You're too hysterical. That's being, not a thing.
1: And being told you need to smile. You're
0: entitled to your emotions. And if you want to go ahead and play No Doubts, Just a Girl, you can do that too. <laughs> if you,
1: if, like, if I'd you rather you it. not, but you know, you that's it. fine. Um Annette Benning does a fun job playing yeah. the physical embodiment of the uh the uh, Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence, yes. as well as being um Marvell. Yeah. Um uh the introduction. I, I really like her stuff with Monica Rambeau. Yeah, like those were some warm moments. I like your
0: stuff with the little one too. Like, yeah, Marie, yeah. Uh, Maria, Maria Rambo. Yeah. Um. It, oh no, wait. Maria is the older one. I right? say yes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Maria
1: Rambo's is the mother, and Monica's the kid. Yes. And, yes. And up until that time, which I will say is is maybe a detriment or or something you're waiting for, like it's one of the few warm moments in the film because she's she's still like she doesn't know Nick Fury that well, and the stuff on the other planets is just like mission-based and her being trapped and destroying all the Kree, uh, not Kree, um, scroll guys. Yeah. So like, it's the first time you get like a real, um, moment of character for her because she has someone, even though she doesn't completely remember it. Uh, she has some warmth with the kid and she gets to talk with her old best friend and she fun. again, it's the process of finding herself and who she really is.
0: Yeah. I, you know, now that you said it, I think that's what my issue is with the film is okay. that it took too long to get to the heart. Yeah, um, everyone I get that. everyone is very cold for the rest of that film because she doesn't emote because she thinks she's a trained warrior. Right. Yon-Rogg got nothing to emote about. The scrolls uh, they're not trying to show you what right. they're what they're trying to do, and so an uh, hour and a half goes in and we still Until don't you get, get to the like heart Nick Fury, the who's the only one who has the yeah, personality for and a the while. heart of it. Um, but I will say that what what. Put this film above Incredible oh, see, Hulk. The to film me. doesn't
1: pick up until they get to the house.
0: Yes. Well, um, what puts this film in front of Incredible Hulk for me is Matt's. I'm not. Um, Matt's. Not Matt's. Mads- I was going to say it again. Uh, now I'm blanking and I'm extremely <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> ben Min- Mendelssohn. Ben Mendelssohn. Uh, not Matt's Mik- <laughs> Nicholson. Ben Mendelssohn. Amazing, yes. Am- that character uh, uh, portrayal, amazing, legit laughs for me. And I think I've heard every joke in the world. Whenever every time I see these Marvel movies, I'm like, they can't get me. And then <laughs> they do. Like, he was so great in that, um, and he legitimately seemed somebody labored by the, this eternal in, war. And that's what it is. That's the one thing they got right. This crease girl yes. thing is eternal, you know. And the the way. I that appreciated
1: the the not. I, I almost called it a beaten switch. It's not, I appreciated the subversion that, like, the the scrolls were just the good guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't think that that's clean cut either. I think we're gonna go back around again. We just where, might.
1: We just might. But you know. um, I like the idea. I like that whole thing where, like, the, the the scroll guys are just trying to get away and find a home. Yeah. Especially since just, we've already just established that the Kree sucked. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> that line, man, that line delivery where she's like, how do I know you're not to, just trying to, yeah, how do I know you're not trying to whatever? He's like, I'm just trying to go home. And I was like, oh, poor, poor scrolls. You're, you're supposed to know that. You're my space guy. <laughs> poor scrolls. All right. So 14 to. Uh... Yeah, let, so now we'll go, we'll go 14 to 10 and then we'll do our top 10. Uh, we'll do 10 to Five. 3. Uh, 10 to 3,
1: okay.
0: And then do our final three. So. Let's get it. Let's go. My number fourteen is Thor. Like you said, uh, uh, I actually like Thor more than Thor: The Dark World, only because hmm. um, two things. One, I feel that if Hemsworth was a, would, had a little bit of the confidence he had in Ragnarok, it would that. Thor movie would have knocked it out of the park because okay. you get you get a lot of that like give me a rabbit to ride or whatever like that you know and more more I want this drink was great another and smashing yeah. it on the ground like there's a lot of that there and if he had that confidence he didn't have at the time man right. you can see it in his eyes when you it's watch just it it's just weird he doesn't know what what he's supposed to bring to this how serious he's supposed to be how right. funny he's supposed to be and it really puts him like, in this am
1: I a serious Viking space warrior or am I a comedic you know fish out of water or, yeah. or am I doing both i
0: I um it's it's the genesis of Loki. It's yes. the beginnings of what you know of that character. Um so I think it's worth seeing just for that. Uh Thor trying to pick up Mjolnir, not being able to, and then him just basically crying while a bunch of shield people are like, This weird guy just beat us all up and then he went into the middle, yes. grab tried to grab the hammer, couldn't, started to cry, and now we're just gonna lock him up again. <laughs> uh that's also good. Hawkeye
1: holding a bow for ten minutes, which you're yeah. like yes. you're not supposed yes. to not do. do and he's just like, Do I take the shot? Of-?
0: Um uh the, the Destroyer is a non-villain, really. And then yeah. he fights Loki later on in the Rainbow Bridge. The shattering of the Rainbow Bridge is pretty cool. It is, yeah. Um, uh, the Bifrost. The shattering of the Bifrost I thought was cool. But ultimately, you know what I love about this movie, that unworthy scene, bro. Yes. Uh Anthony Sir Anthony Hopkins going to the Shakespeare School of Acting, uh, just giving, just reading Thor down. You are a foolish and cruel boy. Like that Like I've never heard a father say that to his son. Yeah. Like, you're foolish and you're cruel. Like you're just a bad child. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well, bye. Yes, the way he delivered that line. Oh my God, uh, so so good. So Thor's my number uh fourteen. This,
1: you have unleashed on these realms the sudden and desolation of war!
0: And, and when you when you've, when you've seen all these films and when you go back and you see that scene again, he's right. Yeah. He's right. You don't know what you've done here. There's a weird, very weird balance between dwarves and giants and elves yeah. and the Asgardians and we've, it's not perfect, but it's quiet. Right. And you just ran and lightning and thunder and you you're gonna bring this whole thing down on us,
1: and then and then Ragnarok pretty much reveals how much he's been hiding from, oh yeah, his oh, family about the wars, and
0: also that um the tease of him being uh, crown king, yeah, he's gonna get crowned king, and then Loki does the thing in the background, so he's knocking and doors like, no no, g- you know, give it to me, <laughs> no, come on, no, you're, put, right, there. The thing you're now. right there, you're right <laughs> there, just give it to me. Oh, really, really good. So that's my uh, number nineteen. 14. Fourteen, yeah, my number fourteen. My number thirteen is Iron Man two. I put now Iron Man two at number thirteen because I think that Robert Downey Jr. elevates a lot of it. I really like. It's probably my favorite Black Widow until you get to like Winter Soldier. Okay, Uh, it's my favorite Black Widow. In phase one, okay, <laughs> it's my favorite Black Widow in phase one. It's the um, only one. I think. Uh, you got Avengers, oh, except for Avengers, you got yeah. Avengers, where she just has like lightning sticks. But she, um, I dig her. In space in that...
1: whales. I've got a pistol. We're yeah. gonna make it work.
0: I, I see that camera spinning around. I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she's re- she's real good in it. I love Happy in it. Um, you're right. The the on and off stuff with Pepper, it gets a little tiring. But Justin Hammer, bro. Justin Hammer trying to trick the Russian. I got you another. I got you a new bird. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Hey, you said are gonna be suits, not drones. Where's the helmet? I can't see. I can't put it on. I cannot put this on. It's not a helmet. All that stuff is great, and that dance he does at the expo. Oh my <laughs> like god! Where he walked out in the expo, and it gives us Peter Parker. <laughs>
1: it gives us if you want to, <laughs> if you really want to, just rest on that. Sure, still it, not giving any of them. And, that. It,
0: and it gives us Peter Parker, and it's our first look at um War Machine as well. So it is, yes, number thirteen. Well, now, our
1: first look that, you know of War Machine in combat, not you know, <laughs> Terrence Howard in the next time that never
0: comes. These next three, my uh, twelve, eleven, and ten, all could have been in the top ten. Okay. Literally, you know how this goes at yeah. this point. Um. But my number 12, directed by Joe Johnston, is Captain America, The First Avenger. Okay. Um, my beef with First Avenger, obviously I like it because it's, it's high on the list, but my beef with it is that I feel like everything that I wanted to see was montaged. <laughs> oh. And I was like, wait, oh, so this is just the, like the quick, this is the heroic part of it. But you needed a lot of Skinny Steve. Right. If you don't have Skinny Steve in the beginning of this trilogy, and then the beginning of this universe, yes. you don't get the gravitas that you get at the end of Endgame. Right. Um, and so I, I'll completely understand that, but because of that, and because I felt like they could have done a a more Red Skull, the design is amazing. Mm -hmm. Hydra's is cool. Not in that sense, (laughs) but you know, um, them going to the, that place in um, Scotland to get the, to get it was real cool. Yes. Yeah. was real cool. Um, Uh, I like Peggy Carter in it. I like Howard Stark. It's my favorite Howard Stark. Uh, is it? Dominic. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Something or other. I like that Howard Stark the most. Um And Bucky. Just the moments with him and Bucky and when you realize that this guy's going, uh, uh, going to become a cybernetic serial killer. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Uh, It's going to become a cybernetic serial killer. It's, it, that, that, <laughs> that, yeah, it puts it up there. But the, the, everything ahead of it is very solid. So, right. with it just being a little bit less than solid, uh, it rounds out number 12. Number 11, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming, I I sat here and I and I and I tried to decide whether or not I was gonna put in the top ten. But ultimately I'm still waiting for a little bit more from Peter Parker. I feel like it was enjoyable, mm-hmm. but Spider-Verse, bro. <laughs> 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 but Spider-Verse, like we've seen the Peter Parker story so often. And I'm not saying Peter Parker, any Peter Parker story can't break this top 10, but you're gonna right. have to I need more. I need a little bit more. Um, like the that. emotional gravity of some of the other films on this top 10 easily outweigh Homecoming, in That's my cool. opinion. Right. Um, just the pure... Literally, I'm looking at my top 10 now. They, people go through some stuff in this. And mm-hmm. I feel like Peter kind of did it. He just went through what he went through while while Iron Man, it's like Iron Man's day out. You understand? Like, this is what this movie <laughs> felt like to me. Iron Man's the father, and he just, I'm going on vacation, don't don't destroy anything, and, right. then, and then Homecoming happens. And then right. Iron Man fixes it, you're an Avenger now, we're going to space. So, um, yeah, I really, really like Spider-Man Homecoming, but that's where that's um, going to go for there. So that's, so my, um, my I guess my fourteen up? Uh, would be, just to let y'all know, is um, Thor, Iron Man 2, Captain America, and Spider-Man.
1: Okay. All right. So what are
0: we doing? 14? 14... 14 to 11.
1: 14 to 11. Number 14 for me was Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. This is higher on a lot of people's lists. It's yeah, not as man. high for mine. Um, How do you
0: feel about people going top three with it?
1: That is your choice. (laughs) This is a subjective medium.
0: Yes, definitely. definitely. We all
1: take different things out of these films than most people. Yes. I I, I will always concede that Thor Ragnarok is a very entertaining film. I laughed all throughout my first viewing of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it still takes one of my favorite characters and somebody who I wanted to see grow from what they did in the second film and just like Completely turns it on its head, which is something a lot of people wanted, and something I didn't. So Thor just becomes this sort of like buffoon esque comedy character. Okay, but it's also really powerful.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, what I, does I, what does
0: worse to the Thor character? Endgame or, uh, um, or Ragnarok?
1: I'd say Ragnarok because I say I had argued that the Ragnarok is the genesis of it. Yeah, that makes sense. And 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 cultivated this version of it. Okay. Um, I I I I said this in the in our in our little chat room, which is like my experience with the entire film. Pretty much boils down for, boils down to waiting for Odin to kind of turn to the screen and say, "Live from New York, it's yeah. Saturday night." Yeah,
0: it felt like a skit to you the entire time.
1: The, yeah. So while a lot of things are funny, and the Doctor Strange cameo was fantastic, yes, yeah, really good. Um, it was hard to watch one of my favorite characters be regulated to this such buffoonery comedy mm-hmm. and it almost elevates so many other characters around him higher than him. Like, yeah. I'm fine with Loki being a buffoon because it's kind of a part of his charm because uh, he's never all that like, um, he's not the strongest guy and then most of his charm is in like his gab and his personality anyway. Yeah. Like, they don't even get that deep into the magic Loki does. No.
0: Like and this, he does magic but they never... It's yeah.
1: always It's always kind of the same... Am I here? Nope, I'm behind you.
0: Yeah, that's it. That yeah. sort of trickery. Illusions is it. Yeah, yeah
1: so I, I get that with him, and it, it rose Valkyrie's profile from a character most people didn't even hear of to, like, someone really cool. Yeah. And well-liked. So, it does a lot of great things. It's it, it, it uses immigrant song in a fantastic way, and it's got some really cool fight scenes. I don't care for what it did to my main character. I understand. Um, Number 13 if I can keep track of these numbers because I'm terrible at it for some reason today <laughs> right um number 13 for me was Spider-Man Homecoming Spider-Man Homecoming is another film for me which is just I had a lot of fun watching it I came out of it a little empty yeah I think it's just it it yeah it's not a film that has a ton of gravitas yeah it's got a good story with a great villain uh Peter's very enjoyable his cast is very enjoyable il- enjoyable um uh yeah, the MJ is fine. Ned Leeds, aka hey, hey, hey,
0: it's man Genki. know <laughs> And the man in the chair, yeah.
1: Yeah, Genki's fun. The, even the school staff is kind of fun. Um, his principal is Morita's kid. That's always great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was really good. Shout out to First Avenger
0: and uh, what's his face is in it. Hannibal Barres is in it. Yeah, yeah, he is.
1: Hannibal Barres <laughs> is funny. The Captain America, ca- the Captain America cameo is a, is a meme that still runs these yeah. days. Yeah. It does a lot of good things but it's not the most it's not the strongest film. Yeah. It's I, just a film I can, I can watch every once in a while when I like I just wanna have a little fun and watch Spider Man be Spider Man. I they ca- I'll say this, even though I've come up with Spider Man always as an adult from the cartoons and whatnot, at least college level. Yeah. Or college age, like they capture the idea of a child Spider Man very well. So I think a lot of people are really happy about that. Yeah. And that's great it's Not the one I've always known. Yeah. So like I get it. Spider Man's always been like a fifty year old kid. The cartoon dude sounds like a grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't lying. And so does Tobey Maguire. They're all about thirty.
2: When they did right, that. right, yeah.
1: right. Um, but no, like it's it's a good film. It's probably gonna lead to a better film. We'll see what happens with Far From Home. Um, yeah. it's got a lesson that the next movies completely step on. No.
0: All about being neighborhood Spider Man. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: like I now no, he's I an just,
1: intergalactic. I'm not gonna, I'm Spider-Man. not, like I'm not gonna join the Avengers. I'm just gonna be, a, you know, a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Next movie, Spider Man fights Thanos.
0: Yep, uh, now he's now he's a galactic uh, <laughs> multiverse
1: Spider Man. It's like, well, so much for that lesson,
0: right? And all that just happened overnight, I guess.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they even make fun of it in the trailer. Number twelve is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, mm. we've spoken mostly at, at length about this movie. The villain is just so creepy that it ruins any tension of the film,
0: which is a shame. It know?
1: it really is. Vision's cool. Um, Vision lifting the hammer is interesting. Um, it's got it. It sets up so much for the future films that it's great. I think there's a lot of great character interaction in the film. Okay. Um, I think a lot of the stuff all the characters go through each other. Even even the scene where they're all drinking in the after party is really good. Yeah. Um. And, they, and 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 now looking for this, <laughs> right? And now they keep tying, and now they even keep tying up, um, uh, the scene where Cap doesn't lift the hammer. Yeah, they're even tying back to that now.
0: Because reading won't, so they're like, you know what? <laughs> if what, what what it looked like to me was right, right, yeah, right, right. I really right, like right. that. I really like that. So they added um another layer of uh. So
1: now it's you know, no Cap knew he could but didn't.
0: They didn't want it's to. Like, but okay. it's not like truth. That was always my reading of it. My oh, Always my reading of it was that um, he, he saw Thor's face. And he uh, was like, uh, I mean, I, I can't. I, who can? <laughs> and this, <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: right. And yeah. this might ruin Thor's world for you, and we need him. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And then when he saw a Vision do it, He's like, oh, we could just do it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's just a thing. Right. Um. Number 11 is... So right. I want to stress that this was right out of your top 10. Yes. Right off the edge. Number What's 11 number just,
1: just missed it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Woo! Okay. I want to hear this.
1: I like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. Uh-huh. Ronin meaning nothing hurts it for me. Okay. Um, it's a lot of fun. All those guys, so much fun to watch work together. They go through all these, all these silly, like, trials and tribulations. Yeah. G- Gamora, being Gamora, even plays off them well. Um, Dave Bautista pulls the Drax that I never expected <laughs>
0: Yes, I would have never uh, figured that out, that that would have been the Drax that we would have gotten. Yeah. That that characterization, at least.
1: Right. Uh, A lot of things happen that are just a whole lot of fun, but the gravitas is lacking because, I guess, the villain is just kind of there to be beaten. Yeah. Um, That's not great either, huh?
0: Huh? I said that's not great either. No, it's not. And he kind of gets being kind of in a jokey kind of way. Yeah,
1: he... It, it, the dance-off things happen, happens, and then, like, Peter grabs the Infinity Stone, and... And and the great thing about that, and the only thing that resonated, resonated on emotional form was just, like, he kind of has that moment where he gets to sort of... Um... At least in his mind, make up for not grabbing his mother's hand as a child as she passed away. Yes. Which is like... Peter, I, that was no a good... Way. Like, that was a good moment, and I... And I uh, and I enjoyed that. It's ranked pretty high on my list, but it doesn't make the top ten for me.
0: All right. So so we're gonna so now we're gonna go top ten. So uh, so should we go ten, ten to five and then uh four. Yeah, ten to five? We'll knock yeah, it let's out. Yeah, ten to five. All right. So my number ten is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I was a movie. I was initially very disappointed after I first saw it. Really? Because they had me on this hunt for Infinity Stones. Oh, okay. And so I was looking at this movie go, going, it has to ha- it's in space. Right, right, It right, has right. to have an Infinity Stone. Maybe we touch on Nova. Maybe we touch on Adam Warlock. Maybe we touch on, you know, this or that. And it didn't. It kind of do, Every- that yeah. second one. Everything, everything that I had guessed didn't work. And so the first time I left, I was like, that's a very great film, but it's a very great self-contained film. Where I was looking for another episode in the Infinity Saga, right,
2: right, and right. so
0: that that took a while to shake off. Um, watching it again, I absolutely fell in love. I absolutely fell in love. Listening to okay. the soundtrack, it's one of the most joyous things to this day. Um, me and Dan had a yes, conversation. <laughs> <are> <laughs> me and uh, Dan had a conversation in studio because, um, he was saying that he was having a bad day and he just put it on. Right, and it's great. And we were talking about um. Come a little bit closer, like all of that, all of it works so well. Um, my only beef with it and reason why it's not higher is I didn't really like the characterization of Rocket. It felt like it was a little bit out of. really. It felt like it was a little bit out of out of character. It, the point that it made Aren't, resonated. isn't everyone
1: out of character to some degree. Because James Gunn just really diverges. I mean,
0: I feel like Peter was pretty, basically Peter. And Gamora, okay. Gamora was somebody who chilled out a bit more. Drax was a lot more comedic. Maybe that was a bit out of character. And then groots just grew. But Rocket had a chip on his shoulder between films that I didn't get. Okay. In that first film, he was abrasive when he felt like he were, you were antagonizing him. Right. But he wasn't antagonizing people. Okay. And that felt a little bit weird for me. And then eventually it was like, so, you're so- just being a jerk because blah, blah, blah. And he's like. Yeah, I am. And then it just ends. And I was like, oh, so oh, So okay. it's the
1: thing that now um, Rocket is on the offensive. Yeah. He's aggressively being antagonizing. He's just being
0: a dick. And at one point, I think Peter's like, are you just trying to be? Make,
1: make everyone hate you? Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's what it is. Yeah. And then eventually comes around that he's just doing it because he doesn't think he deserves more and yada, yada. And right. that, that, that resonates. But I don't, I feel like they, that wasn't an easy connection they made. They put okay. that there to connect them. But um, okay. all the stuff with the father, all the stuff with Peter Quayle, the stuff with Nebula and Gamora is poetic. Yes. All of that thing, I feel like people don't shine a light on. And it's all very, very cool. Like, all I ever wanted to do was, you know, beat you. Like, the only thing I ever had to do, they always wanted me to fight you to like a beat you. And, you know, all things. I thing. just wanted a sister. Yeah. Like, all of that's absolutely beautiful. Um,
1: and, and, like, yeah, like Nebula just, is just trying to connect with, with her sister on some level, but can't. Yeah. And, and Gamora is so worried about surviving because Thanos...
0: <laughs> a lot of people feel like Drax f- took a Thor turn in this film, but I feel like a lot of his stuff was funny. I'm not really like a.
1: I felt Drax was just doing the same thing. Drax was in the first one, though.
0: I don't feel like he was as vocal in the first one. He wasn't like uh, he wasn't like I have famously huge turds Maybe. and stuff like that, you know. But and I guess tra- that, talking about, but I like, guess
1: that's just more like, oh man, that Drax was real great in the first that's one. That's what
0: I'm saying. More they they, they, re- they really started to dig Batista's uh of delivery of some of this stuff, especially when he's doing the um like. Did, uh, but did you build yourself a penis? Like I too, that kind of I stuff? too
1: am extraordinarily humble. Yes,
0: um, <laughs> uh, yes, you're beautiful on the inside. <laughs> all that stuff was really, really good. So, Guardians, um, Guardians is my number ten. Okay, my number nine, which I know people have higher, The Avengers.
1: Okay,
0: after rewatching The Avengers, The Avengers is kind of vanilla to me. I can And see I know it. that's blasphemous because <laughs> it's the first. It's the first Marvel movie to break a billion. It's the first um, You're Avengers You're gonna be that film. jerk that's
1: like, "How dare you insult WrestleMania one?"
0: <laughs> right, right. But you know, like looking back, peeling the protective layer of it being the first Avengers, right? Uh, a little bit back, um, it looks like a very expensive made-for-TV movie. It feels like an ABC very clean. You know how ABC's shows are very clean? Yes. It feels like a lot of that, and it gets us where we need to go. But when you when you put those last two Avengers films. Mm-hmm. In comparison, and the quasi-Avengers film, Civil War, mm-hmm. in comparison, those blow things out of the water. I will I,
1: say in my fanboy, it's got the ugliest Captain America costume. It,
0: it does. <laughs> if, and it also feels like everybody, everybody's in it, but as shorthand as it could be so everyone could fit in it. Yeah. Especially Bruce Banner. Like, that was like, what? Right. What? We just found him. He's smart. We need him. And then he kind of does stuff. He's kind of Hulk. Uh, it was great. It's a great film. It's like, It broke the top ten. Right. Uh, people i'm 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 defending myself uh <laughs> prematurely but this yeah it
1: feels the, the barrage
0: because i feel like it, it will be higher on your list i'm going to allow you to pontificate when you get there number eight thor ragnarok so <laughs> thor ragnarok breaks my top 10 and the reason why it breaks my top 10 is i had no problem with the thor character before that's fine um but i i have a thing for like this that weird australian british humor like that weird, I do, I love Mr. Sunday movies, I love Oh, you mean like, that,
1: like, oh, the hammer pulled you off.
0: Oh, yeah, all <laughs> that weird, that weird, uh, there's a irreverent comedy, I, yes. I, I just dig, and I never thought they could do it in this film, because I didn't, never, I, in these films, because I never felt like they needed it, right. and so when I got it, I was like, ah, uh. um, as far as, uh, like, like I said, you know, the immigrant song scene is amazing, but Both I, times. <laughs> yes, I find myself looking quite often to his battle with Surter. Um, I think oh, that the
1: first one?
0: oh my god, we talked about it in the in the review for the film where we say he got all the use out of that hammer because it eventually broke, you know. Right. But they would. Like, We're gonna break it in this film. We're going to use it and the, <laughs> like him spinning it to stop the fire and him knocking out all the soldiers around him. Amazing stuff. That that wide shot of him and the dragon, Like, yes. him trying to run away from the dragon using Mjolnir. Oh, amazing. Um, they probably should just have Stormbreaker in it too. But anyway, uh. <laughs> Yeah, just that that immigrant song uh, stuff there, and poignancy of like, I I never hated you, brother. Like I always wanted, to, like I was always your best friend. Like I always looked up up to you and I always loved you. Yeah. But then I just realized that we were never going to be on the same page about this shit, and so I was either going to be miserable about it or just accept it, and I've grown to accept it. Sure. And then Thor Loki's face of like, oh, I everyone kind of knows I'm a dick. It's not even like a hoo hoo ha ha. They'll never figure it out. Everyone's kind of just off me. Like yeah. everyone just like, or me. Um, I I remember distinctly the frigga funeral scene. Yes, and I've spoken about it, it as to why it, it it's a door, you know, Dark World is so high on my list. And I remember also acutely the song used in that scene, and that song is parodied in Thor uh, Ragnarok when they do the death of Loki scene of the play, when yes. they do the whole play, and. The idea that they were poking fun... It, it's, it's weird because I gave Captain Marvel a slight for this. Yeah. Like taking something that I liked and making it worse. But the idea that they took what I thought was the best part of Thor, the Dark World and made fun of it was just like, wow, you guys really just are balls to the wall with this. Yeah. And then Hulk. You know, Hulk, all that stuff. You know, Raging Fire. uh, But Big Monster! <laughs> all that stuff.
1: That's probably my favorite. <laughs> that, that stupid moment is probably my favorite Hulk scene. Where it's like, we've got to go.
0: But and you can big see him, but Mo- you can see him in the background running, <laughs> running at him. He's like, what are you doing? But big monster. Oh, it's d- like Thor wanted to smash. Oh, and before we get off this film, Jeff Goldblum, man, yeah. Jeff Goldblum being <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is amazing. And again, maybe I feel a lot better about this film because I really like those uh, Thor videos that they had, those Team Thor. Oh. Videos and they were very much in this yes, style. Yeah, they were. Um, which maybe was their hint of being like, "Hey." Also, they're si-
1: their silly Willy Wonka moment where it's yeah. the rowers keep on rowing. Oh my <laughs> god, they- that was. Uh,
0: and him jumping out, the, um, Banner jumping out of the thing because he's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna find out what I am." He just splats on the on the Bifrost. Oh, so good.
2: I had um, to
0: hurt. I was like, "How did that not kill him?" So that's number eight. Um, and for my seven and six, again, these could have made the top five. And I'm pretty sure they're on somebody's top five. Let's hear it. But number seven, directed by Ryan Coogler, is Black Panther. Okay. Uh, Black Panther is a great film. It's probably my favorite first film, uh, besides another one that's going to be break the top five. Um, but, man, it's one of those films that I forget about until I watch it again, and I always say the same thing. This is freaking good. Yeah. This is freaking... And you go, like, oh, it's a superhero movie, like like Black Panther, I'm, you're on Netflix, right? You're scanning through, it's like, oh, yeah. these are the same. But if you ever just put Black Panther on and decide to go, like, do your homework, whatever, and just listen to it, you'll get pulled back in. Yes. And you'll say the same thing again. Damn, this is a really good freaking
1: movie. The, 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 the movie, the Oscars, basically got bullied into nominating. Yes.
0: And again, your yeah. Oscars st- stuff aside, and definitely race aside. Keep that all <laughs> out of this conversation. <laughs> Um, Black Panther. It was just well told. A uh, great villain. Um, the the idea that the the scope of what we got from Wakanda is what I wanted for Asgard. You know, like right. like where it where it leached into the music, it leached into the, uh, like uh, the the costume design, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought a whole yeah, new there's world. Like there's a
1: whole like Wakandan fashion sense that got taken from that film, and people were just like, I want these robes. Yeah, dads.
0: you know, they, they they made you interested in it and. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, man, um, the elation that it got in the world. Like, yeah. that really puts it up here on my list. And I know it probably shouldn't. But it makes me proud of it existing. Yes. And um, I I liked to geek out with people I normally couldn't geek out with because they would, wouldn't watch these films. Right. And now Black Panther is on that level for all of us where mm. we could be like, that wasn't that pretty cool, wasn't that awesome, and stuff like that. Really, really, really dug Black Panther. And, and they got a lot of the heavy... Uh, you know, lifting out of the way in Civil War yes. when it comes to his origin. So they didn't have to worry about that. That's
1: one thing I started to appreciate in the sense of like, oh, we just started sliding people's origin stories in other films so that when we could have, so that when their solo movie comes out, we can just jump right in.
0: Yeah, that's ba- basically water. what they did with um, Homecoming as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Black Panther uh, is my number seven and my number six is gonna be Avengers Infinity War. Really, yes. Isn't that kind of crazy?
1: Let's 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 hear it.
0: Uh, Infinity War is not in my top five, for a very maybe even petty reason. <laughs> it's that happy ending, bro. Because I didn't get that happy ending again. Great movie. It's okay. it's, it's it's real close to my top five. But because it ends on such a dour note. Wow. Okay. I can never watch the film no like with any other thing in my mind other than the fact that this is gonna get go get bad. It's
1: gonna get real sad. It's gonna moment.
0: get real bad and real sad and real quick. And I take no I take no uh joy in watching Vision get murdered. And I get no <laughs> joy in watching Loki get his neck snapped. Um and as a cap fan, there really isn't much cap there. No, and there isn't. You're gonna see how much cap is in my top five when we get there.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: yeah, definitely, uh, definitely there with that. I definitely um, putting uh, Infinity War there at my top. Well, in the I guess the bottom half of my top ten. All right. So I guess starting with number ten, uh, what do you got?
1: So for me, number ten is. Eh, I find it on this piece of paper that I have haphazardly put together at my job. <laughs> number ten for me was actually Doctor Strange. Um, while I. While we all went on that thing about Caius being kind of a a, a light villain, uh-huh. I can't get past the fact that for this that this movie is constantly rewatchable to me. Uh, I in, really enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch's um character, uh, and, and Cumberbatch's playing of the character. I just think Benedict's a really really good actor, mm-hmm. even if his American accent does strike me as funny. Um, uh, the comedy stuff that they do with the Local Levitation is is really good. Yeah. And, and like...
0: I like the inception of it all.
1: A lot of the comedy in, in the way it's done in this movie is actually really good to me and doesn't draw me out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, all the visual effects were amazing.
0: <clears throat> and, How do you like Wong?
1: Uh, Wong's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. In it, his it own special way. <laughs> own special way. Uh, Beyonce. I, I, I like that they sort of like... they, they they create this very interesting relationship between him and Wong toward the end. Mm. Um, That's much different from the comic books, which was problematic at best, um, if you know about it.
0: He was like a manservant.
1: Uh, basically, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the white dude with the Asian man. So I'm, like,
0: I'm the white man that's gonna go to the Orient and teach yes. all you Orientals how to really do the Oriental thing. Then yes. I'm gonna take one of you back with me, and he will carry my bags and make my tea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that can so be much very tea. Pro- That can be that can be very problematic.
1: Very problematic. Uh, uh, yeah. The inception S visual effects are just so much fun to watch. Yeah. and rocks it. Throughout Her most killing of the it. Film. Or
0: like that action scene in the beginning of that film and when she ultimately takes on the, yes. the thing so good She's so great. great. But tell us one that's really really good. So
1: yes, uh Mads Mikkelsen is very good at what he does despite not give, not um uh, not being given too much to work with. Yeah. Uh, um even Rachel McAdams in her limited amount of scenes as the the I wasn't movie I not I
0: wasn't annoyed no. Which, which I think is the bar for uh, love interest in a comic book movie <laughs> you're either annoyed or not annoyed and I was not annoyed
1: alright Um, and, uh, pretty much the MCU's movie version of the Night Nurse yes yes. because the Netflix Night
0: one Night
2: Nurse
0: yeah I still, I still love that they put that in, in Luke Cage like what
1: uh, uh, I'm still pretty much convinced that the, the Netflix MCU has been dusted away completely
0: yes but they reference Agent Carter you know I'm not even gonna get there I'm not even gonna go there <laughs> Nah, you're going to go there, bro. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Marvel's going to do some kind of retroactive stuff where this snap is going to get rid of all the Netflix stuff. Like, that never happened. Right, like, right. there was never a, a Matt Murdoch and I'm just going to cry.
2: Uh,
0: because when I was a boy. <laughs> when I was a boy. Masty.
1: <laughs> Number nine for me is the very first Iron Man. Okay. Um, I really enjoy the film. I, I, can, I can go back and watch it every once in a while. Um... It's definitely dated in its own weird way. Hmm. Like I guess the maybe it's the music choices. Um, we can we can keep pushing Ozzy Osbourne into the advertisements and all that stuff as much as we want, even yeah. though it's nothing to do with Iron
0: Nope and Nope, and then it was all ACDC after that. <laughs> yes,
1: shoot the thrill <laughs> yep. all day every day. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, they didn't write that man a theme song to Iron Man three. <laughs> he did not Iron Man did not have a theme song to Iron Man three, so think about that. Thor had a theme song in his first theme. Yeah, I'm you know yeah, saying did. like come on.
1: And then they out. just and then they just build it on the second. Mm-hmm. Um, Asgard has its own theme song. You understand? Amazing. Um, it, it's just it's it's a really good movie and a lot of guys shine in it. It's the very first one, and you've got to give it a bit of respect for that. Um, what was I going to say? Jeff Bridges. Pulls his weight as hard as he freaking can in that situation, especially since apparently the movie didn't have much of a script. Yeah. Because uh, John Favreau was either. Yeah, it was a the sc- suit. And write was, the script and make the suit. And he was like, we're going to make a real good suit. We'll figure out the and, lines. And
0: that's the thing. You could have had an awesome script and then people would have been like, ugh, this thing is no budget. Yeah. yeah. People were already kind of not sure with RDJ and then you're going to have a bad right. suit. Like, nah, that suit sold uh, the promo material for that movie was amazing because you were like, oh, wow, it really looks like Iron Man. Yeah. yeah.
1: The only thing they stopped doing after a while was just like, okay, listen, every step he makes doesn't have to make a sound.
0: Yeah, that weight. <laughs> Da-da-da. Remember all that generic rock music they would do as right. he walks away from explosions? Bam, <laughs> bam.
1: Yep. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, Jeff Bridges pulls his weight. The Iron Monger costume is a thing and it was all right. Um, it's It's not like the most exciting villain fight. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I I enjoy it. I, I I go back and watch it every once in a while to just kind of appreciate where we came from. Yeah, and I think that's important. Uh, number eight for me is talk about appreciating where we came from. Captain America: The First Avenger.
0: Um, I have a lot of fun
1: with this. I think, I think um, Chris so you find yourself F-
0: enjoying First Avenger more than Iron Man.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think Chris and Haley. Chris Evans and Hedy Atwell have a fantastic chemistry. Yeah, even when he's in fake small body, skinny Steve. face. Yeah, like they just work off each other really well. Mm-hmm. Tom Lee Jones is the perfect antagonistic general or whatever his rank yeah. was.
0: Yeah, just, I can't remember his his actual character's name, but yeah, he was a bit of a dick.
1: I don't remember his name either, but like he's yeah. just so great at put downs at these dry, uh, but hard fisted put downs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you have a uh, Earth in there, really, you, you know, getting to the heart of what who Steve was as a person. Yeah, and and, really cool.
1: and everything like, say what people want about this movie. I know a lot of people think it's boring, but like, it shapes the character so much that it's important to the rest of the movies.
0: Yeah, like, when you when you, you realize that that was the man, that's the same man. Yes. you know who wakes up, uh, in Avengers, right? You know, and thus forward, every decision he makes is is rests on the events. That yeah. you see in in first. Of all. Not
1: only not only who he was growing up, or or, or who he was before he got the serum, but you know, like almost that sort of promise he makes to Erskine about how he about who he is,
0: how he's going to remain a good man. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and it's it's everything the character is about. And I, I with, without gushing too much because there's going to be more films. Um, like these movies made me a Captain America fan, a character I was kind of iffy on. Yeah. Before then, um. Red Skull is a lot of fun in yes. his silliness. Um, the actor who uh, did not seem to care for doing the film just, like, kind of carries himself in an interesting way.
0: I even like Zola in there. Yeah. I mean, Z- Zola's, pretty, Zola's, pretty
1: Zola's pretty fun. Zola's pretty fun. He's even fun in his computer face. Yes. <laughs> Which we'll get
0: Captain. to. Captain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I understand where you come from, where a lot of the, you know... Cat beats up the Nazis is done in, in fantastical montage.
0: You um, know what? You know a shot always makes me laugh, ironically. I shouldn't be laughing, but it always makes me laugh when they bust open that door and he just starts shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the weirdest. Like, you never see I that again. I think it's the
1: weird thing because it's just like, why does Cat have a gun? You
0: never see that again. You never see him do that again. But there's just a scene of the door busting open and just, just Cat pop, boom, boom, pop, pop. And I'm like, oh my God.
1: And he's throwing that shield, and he's got that big, bulky <sighs> Captain America costume, which by the way, I've never seen a character go through so many comic book costumes in one movie. Yeah. Cap yeah. just starts busting through them. Yeah. You ain't line. Classic silly suit, got it. Ultimate World War II suit, got it. Regular World War II suit, bam.
0: Cap, definitely So many it.
1: costumes. I think Spider-Man's trying to catch up to him for most, <laughs> Warren.
0: Um... Uh, and you got Bucky. Introduction of Bucky yeah, Barnes.
1: Yeah, yeah. J- James Buchanan Barnes. A big, a, a big departure from the comics. He's they're the same age and they're just good friends.
0: And then you get that line, man. That's really, really awesome. Where it's like, would you, um, are you, are you willing to help follow Captain America or whatever? Yeah. Like, nah. But I follow a kid from Brooklyn. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Let's hear it for Captain America. America. Uh, <laughs> you know, really, really good.
1: I'm ready marching. I'm ready marching.
0: But that's for Hitler. Punch him in the face. Yes, I dig that.
1: Star Spangled Man with a Plan. Um, it's it, it's it's real good stuff. Um, uh, number seven for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
0: Okay, um, that was a significant jump from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yes, One. Yes, I
1: I I've spoke about how much I like the ego as a villain. Okay. Um, this is my point where I talk about like I just love all the character interactions in this movie and everyone is built up so well. Um, even. Even the fact that, like, when you think about the first movie, they think a lot of characters that were the bad guys and they come all the way around. Yeah. Uh Nebula and Gamora get to repair their relationship. Uh Yandu and Peter Quill come to an understanding that they've never gotten to have. You find out that Yandu didn't just kidnap Peter, but also protected him from ego because he knew what was going on there. <clears throat> And Yondu gets that amazing sacrifice at the end, which is yes. the only time I'd ever shed a tear at an MCU movie at, coming up.
0: Okay, that would definitely move the move the you know the needle.
1: Uh, oh yeah, dude, that, the, that ending that ending with the Ravager funeral was just the most heart wrenching thing for me.
0: And you had on what's his face uh, Sean Gunn like yeah <laughs> right right
1: right Sean Gunn's amazing Baby for a Good Year was the cutest thing that had ever been created by man <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's adorable it really is it's downright adorable
2: it really is yeah
1: uh, um they, they they pick up uh mantis who's kind of adorable in their own right and just it's the silliest little thing yeah um rock that 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 secret rocket and yondu is one of the greatest things i'd ever seen in just like character building yeah and and everyone who is guarded in some that that seems like a Anyone <laughs> who is guarded in some way opens themselves up to the things they're hiding from other people. Yes. Nebula opens up the fact that she just wants to bond with her sister instead of like, you know, do this ridiculous thing over again. Um, uh, Yandu opens up that he's just trying to been trying to protect Peter. Peter and Nebula sort of open up about this how they as they put it, this unspoken thing between the two of them. Mm. Rocket opens up about how he has these like, these things where he pushes people away because he's worried they're all going to abandon him and he's, like, he's a dick just to be safe. Yeah. Um, uh, Drax opens up. Drax is always open. Yeah. But Drax opens up to Groot and Groot opens up to Drax. because Drax they're... also
0: opens up to Mantis. Yes. Where he's um, feeling the feelings of missing his wife and his kids and Mantis yes. touches his shoulder. And feels the pain that right. he feels. Yeah.
1: Um. Groot, who's always sort of negative towards Drax, opens up to him at the end when they like reaches out and sleeps on the shoulder. Yeah. And, and, and the theme of it, which is family in a lot of ways, family and recovery, is just really strong throughout. Yeah. And I, I came out of that with so much of it, and, 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 and the theme of family with Yondu and his big sacrifice, and that line about you know uh ego was father, but wasn't your daddy? And it's yeah. just like,
0: and the idea also of like of what well, as a child sometimes, especially when we're being disciplined, we yeah. had this idealistic view of what our dream parents would be. Right. Like they would never do this. They would never punish me or turn off my mm-hmm. you know gaming system. Or, and it's like, well, you had the dream version of your, of your dad. That you, you, you just met him. He was the whole yeah. planet that was trying to kill you. Right, right, right. But you never really paid attention that Yondu was the one that was you know. Uh, checking out for you and, and looking out for you yeah. he could have handed you over and he didn't so,
1: like so many things get opened up in that film and and add to that really just the really good stuff with ego and all the great music and like I don't know, everything about the second one to me was stronger than the first one yeah and it, it it has a higher resonance than the first one I think the first one's a lot of fun and people come around to some things but mm, a little more shallow yeah uh Number. I think
0: you're up to six. Number
1: six. Number six for me is the Avengers. All right. Um, uh, number six doesn't break. Yeah, the Avengers does not break the top five for me, and I, I, I imagine that will be weird for a lot of people. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I, I feel the same way that a few guys felt about it. I, I know Dan talks about it, and while the character building is great, there is that part of like it's not really the Avengers. of the last 15 minutes of the film. And we're dealing with a lot of these other things, all yeah. these characters getting to know each other and
0: fighting in the forest. <laughs>
1: uh, well, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. That's right. Um, like Thor just shows up even though he's not supposed to be able to make it to the planet
0: he doesn't even really want to be there he wants to get Loki and leave right yeah the entire film even you know. to the end of the film he's like I'm gonna go take him to Odin yeah yeah <laughs>
1: that, like like the whole this whole thing was to get Loki back to
0: Yeah, I don't even know you and I might never see you all again right <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I need to go to yeah
1: so like, it, it's a, it's a whole lot of movie and it's a benchmark film and it's enjoyable in its own way but like I don't come away with a ton of stuff. Like, there's other Avengers films I'd rewatch. I'd rewatch the last two before it. Although the last two are basically one massive film to me. Uh huh. The first, the the first Avengers is a lot of fun, and we already spoke on everything that kind of goes on in it. Um, uh, the characterizations are important when you think about. Everyone's going to grow so much from this. Mm-hmm. Captain America's gonna change. Hulk's gonna go through a lot of stuff. Thor is going to change irrevocably. Yes. Iron Man's going to go through a whole lot of crap. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow's going to have some interesting situations she gets put in. The um, oh, guy's
0: going to get a haircut. Yeah, but... These things happen, people.
1: <laughs> but the Battle of New York is iconic, and that, that round shot is, you know, uh, emblematic of the entire uh, MCU journey. Yes. And it's... Uh, you almost can't watch any of it without watching that at least once. Yes so it sure it's importance well. resonates
0: and that Tony Stark sacrifice moment was very yes. played, played very well yes it and was. that also is the linchpin of that character from that moment when he sees space and sees the depth of space that he he's irre- um irreversibly changed yes yeah so it stays agree.
1: with him for pretty much ever
0: but now it's time for the hot seat it's time for the final 5 so i'm going to do my number 5 and 4 you'll do 5 and 4 and then we'll do our final 3 to finish this off okay. my number 5 is iron man Okay. Um, I love Iron Man. I can watch it a- at any time. I love how much of a dick Tony Stark is. <laughs> um, I love... No gang signs. It just the, like, this had to sell it. it. He sold this on Iron Man from this one movie, and you can see why. Yeah. You can see that this movie is doing its best to charm you. To doing its best to like, you, don't, you know you don't want to watch this movie. You don't like superhero movies, right? <laughs> but you like this one, right? Aren't I a little funny? Wasn't that a little cool? Doesn't that make a little sense? Right. It's a little bit more science than it is... Uh, uh, comic books, right? I mean yeah. someone could just build these things. And all of those all of that grounded nature I felt like really helped resonate. I loved I Happy. I love John Favreau in the role and it, it right. with him directing, it was way more human than the other of uh, um Iron Man movies feel like to me. Okay. Um and uh you know that that, that scene of, of of Obadiah ripping his heart out and, and then him having to crawl for it and then right. the Dunce the Dunce crane thing uh helps him out. <laughs> Um, it's where we got the proof Tony Stark has a heart, you know. Um, and so, just watching him with his ingenuity get out of that situation where he got captured, the IED and stuff mm-hmm. uh, was amazing. The Tony Stark, you know, built this in the cave with scraps. <laughs> Is that's some that you can characterize the entire person mm-hmm. by that line? Yeah, that line speaks so much. It's like he had rocks, and <laughs> he built an arc reactor. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, he he's he's much more of a threat than you give him credit for. And Iron Man was somebody that was never on my radar as far as superheroes were concerned. Literally, I it,
1: remember kind of liking like the I concept liked in, of the suit.
0: I liked him in Marvel's Capcom because he did the photon blast, that's <laughs> the it.
1: big old okay.
0: That's it. Yeah, yeah, photon cannon. That was it. that's all I cared about. That right. was that was all I was there for. Um, and you could do that with War Machine too. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah,
2: that's
0: all. Oh, that that's my number five.
2: Okay,
0: my number four. A lot higher than what you put it on the list is Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) The first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that what what initially gets this up so high is I did not expect this at all. Um, Sure. I fell in absolute love head over heels with the characterization of Peter Quill. Okay. As somebody who's incredibly a fish out of water. Yeah. But his his tie, his tether to earth is his music. Is Mm -hmm. the music that he remembered uh, growing up. And I very much my family always played music growing up, so I really, really dug all that. I I dig the entire soundtrack, which was the beginning of opening that door that we get in Guardians Two, which yes. I believe has a better soundtrack, but again, trying to give the nod to the original. Yeah. Uh <laughs> with, with that there. Um but yeah, I really, really like Peter Quill. I love Zoe Saldana as an actress. Okay. And so when she got brought in there was cool. Batista Zoe Saldana is fan? Having space queen. Yeah, right. I'm
1: Avatar, a, Star Trek, Guardians of Galaxy. Money.
0: And so Drax being in there as me as a wrestling fan yes. was huge. Um, so all these things, they was hitting all these, all these notes. And then um, that I'm telling you, I I think I had it. If you go back, we did our best moments of the MCU. Remember up until that point? Yes. And I think I had it on there, which was like, Peter, give me your hand. I really dug that whole looking back, seeing his mother. Um, and then all of them spreading the power. Now, to me it's cheesier now that you know that he's a a celestial or that (laughs) that got kind (laughs) of undercut by two in my opinion but when you believe that they were he would have died by himself had they not spread the energy between them yes I felt like that was way more of a poignant scene um there the introduction to the collector all that stuff I thought was really really cool um Guardians is up there as a movie that I would have never guessed was what it became Mm -hmm. and um it uh, same way that it uh that Iron Man rose the stake of Tony Stark in my mind. You couldn't get me to pick up a Peter Quill anything, and <laughs> and I have his mask now. I have his coat. Um, the the MCU characterization of Peter Quill, I would say, is probably as strong as um, the Captain America and Iron Man characterizations. I right. think that Peter Quill's characterization is more is stronger than Scott Lang's characterization. Right, and so um. And then you got me down with the team. Like, it's hard to make these team films. We saw Suicide Squad. You know, these things aren't easy. They're not cut and dry. You need five of them before you feel La Familia, like in Fast and the Furious. But they did it in one. And eventually in two, topped it off. Uh, So Guardians um, is my number four. So what is your five and four?
1: My five and four is number five is Black Panther. Um, Black Panther, which you already talked and liked about, but yes, yes, uh, particularly for me, it really resonated strong with me, not only with all the themes of, um, of, uh, trying to fill like your father's shoes, but also being, you know, a different king for a different time, but also the themes of, uh, the separation between the actual African people and the African Americans and, and how that creates a weird tension and,
0: and everybody looking to you to do what's right, even yeah. though you may not know exactly what that is. Absolutely. So you're uh, gonna guess and half the people are gonna get mad anyway.
1: Right. And and then just being able to like the end of it being that, you know, I recognize that while this other guy was wrong about his methods, he was right about the message. Yeah. And Wakanda coming out and opening themselves up to the world. Uh I just think everything was handled really well.
0: You rarely see that. There's a lot no. of times where the villain is semi correct, or at least correct in his logic, but his actions aren't, and they throw all of it away. Right. They throw all of it away. You're wrong, so I shot you, and you're dead now, and so that's <laughs> it. Open and shut case. Where Bump this was solved. like, where this was like, you know, that was kind of. It, it. The message was so empowering that my people were kind of down. You know, like at least yeah. half of my people were down with this. Even because, my
1: sister was half down, and I was ignoring her. Earlier. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I know. And um, uh, talking n- about uh, n- n- should- Nakia, Nakia as well was yeah. like we should be giving our stuff to other countries that need it. And we should be like, helping people. That is nice, but maybe not today. <laughs> so, a lot of that was going Maybe
1: tonight. we respect the additions. Yes. Um, and the soundtrack's popping as well.
0: Yes. Amazing soundtrack.
1: Um, Number four. This is where it gets interesting for me because I really struggled with these. Yeah. Number four for me becomes Captain America
0: Civil War. Ooh, that hurt, huh?
1: I love, <laughs> I love Captain <laughs> America so Civil War. That's I know, it War. hurt. Yeah. And, it, and it's also, if I could be just silly about uh, uh, visual things, like, I love the suit. That's my favorite amazing. Captain America
0: suit. It's amazing.
1: I I will put myself on, on the guillotine for the fact that it is a highly convoluted um, journey. Yeah. There's a lot going on, and if you really think about it, there's a lot of things that have to perfectly fall into place for everything to happen, and it falls into the, the plot-armored convenience of comic books. Right. And I and I accept that.
0: You kind of just nod through the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. So it's just like,
1: oh, he dragged him over here. Look, oh, okay,
0: it, that makes oh, sense. Then, and then they oh, all went to Siberia. Oh. Oh, well, it's, <laughs>
1: it's a good thing that those guys reacted that way. Uh,
0: it's... Mm, good <laughs> thing Black Panther was right behind them. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's real... It's a good thing all the right people on the right side and you know they didn't just catch Bucky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but at the same time, for all of it for for those for that weirdness and for how so many things had to fall into place. Um I think this is one of those movies where they handled the source material better than the comic book did.
0: Yes. It made uh, it a lot more intimate.
1: Oh, it's it's a lot more intimate, and for all the people that were upset that they didn't get the massive freaking civil war fight, you're out of your freaking minds.
0: But they for, couldn't name half those people in that last video. No, they, they,
1: couldn't. they couldn't. You know? They couldn't. But hey, at the did, same. You,
0: did you guys forget that Hulkling changes the tides? Yeah, I forgot that, right? Yeah, yeah I didn't even know Who's about that. No exactly. Uh, you know what I'm saying?
2: Figure uh, it out. <laughs> also, at the same,
1: yeah, I, I, I think it handles both people arguing both sides very well. Even if I am always team cap on it, oh, I wait, recognize man. what Tony is seeing and where Tony is coming from. Tony's just trying to stop something worse. Yes. Uh, and while Tony makes bad decisions in this, he doesn't make the bad decisions he makes in the comic books, which is where Tony just goes full villain.
0: Yeah, yeah. toward
1: the end. Yeah, with Mister Fantastic. I'm telling you. Um,
0: once that thing comes back down, it's a wrap.
1: Yeah. So it's it's an incredibly well done movie, and then the the emotional resonance where at the end you find out that you know Bucky was the one who, uh, killed his parents, and and Iron Man just loses his whole head, all of it. Uh, it was so well done. Everything was so well done, including the introduction of T'Challa and Black Panther, and Spider Man, and Spider Man. Yes, yeah. Uh, Which is even even for seemingly being a last minute reaction addition, rather. Um, it introduces the MCU to the Spider Man. Yes, such a great film. Uh, great soundtrack with Harry Gregson
0: Williams, and it just etches out your top three, huh?
1: Just 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 etches out. Um I, I I think I always find myself poking fun at how convoluted it is.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um I even and even so, like, whether or not it's a better film, I remember um people like talking about how uh like well, Batman v Superman is such a convoluted film. It's was like, okay, wait, 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 let's break down Civil War for a second here and start asking these questions. Yeah, yeah. Like they're both I mean, that pretty
0: was, bad that, at that. I remember that being levied against Civil War that it was that the villain's plan was just as you know convoluted uh, as that yeah. everything had to work exactly mm-hmm. to that point for it to get there. I, yeah, I remember that, and that's a fair, um, it is a fair criticism, it's criticism fair. to have.
1: Um, but
0: the same way in Dark Knight, you could say the same thing about Dark Knight as well. Yes. Look, you got a lot of dominoes, B. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a lot, lot of setups. Dominoes. That's a lot of dominoes. Uh,
1: so that's my number five and number
0: four. Woo! It's time for the top three, baby. This is what y'all were waiting for. GT and the Don's top three MCU movies of all time, and here we go. So my number three, which I'm pretty sure you have a bit higher, is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. We've spoken at great length about Bucky as a as a villain, but. The idea that Captain America, somebody who they convinced me to start liking, this this kind of uh, meek and mild mannered uh, super soldier. He's huge. He, his biceps are bigger than my head, but <laughs> he's kind of to himself, and he's he's, he's well mannered and he's uh, polite. Uh, he has all these old sensibilities. Um, he starts to feel the world around him changing. Yes, and his reaction to that is incredibly interesting to me because he. Uh, Initially starts to think maybe it's him. You yeah. Know, like maybe I'm just old school. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. Right. But when, even when people went like uh, Fury are like, you need to get with the program. He's like, no, that's wrong. Right. And that though, the beginning of that characterization is what made me fall in love with Captain America. While, while I did appreciate first Avenger, this is what told me and proved to me that Captain America isn't just a patriotic rah, rah America. flag waver. Yeah. And he will wave the flag, but he, he believes in what the best America could be, not whatever America decides to do that Monday. Yeah. He's down with it. And so with him having that opposition, him going rogue, that elevator scene, mm-hmm. him... Um, and I, people like the elevator scene, I like right right after, <laughs> when he jumps out of the damn elevator, in the sh- 500 feet to the ground. Just shield, bang. <laughs> just a shield. And then they're like, oh, he's not... Go- he, there's no way for him to get out. And then he comes out on the motorcycle, does the... The triple axle <laughs> onto the Quinjet breaks both of the engines. Shield, shield,
2: shield! Oh, Big And flip. the
0: music is playing. First of all, "Taking a Stand" is my favorite song in the MCU. Right. I love it. And before I would, before I even knew about MCU scores like that, I remember thinking that that song spoke so much about purpose and like there's so much of a yeah. your your head is is held high. And you're fight, You're literally fighting uphill. Right. That song resonates to me. And when I think of Captain America and Winter Soldier, I literally think of him fighting his own country. He's literally mm-hmm. on the outs. He's considered a renegade, considered a, a, a you know, a radical. And um, he's almost trying to be arrested by shield at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's incredible. And um, yeah, I, I can say more about it. I know yours, uh, you have it on the list. so I'm going to uh, take it over to you when you get to where it's at on the list. Sure. But um, like I said, I think Bucky was a great foil, you. Um, and that ending, that end of the line stuff, is great. Those shots are those shots that they do of Bucky punching him look like Ugh. they hurt. They Ugh. resonate like they hurt. You are hurting with Cap in that moment. Oh god,
1: um, I hate the, they, they do the swelling on Cap. Oh god, yes,
0: very very good on that and um, all the action scenes, all this stuff. Um, the the really cute, honest budding relationship between him and Falcon. Yeah, like that was really. Genuine. Just I also really... really
1: like that little, like that little off kilter friendship with him and Widow.
0: Oh, really great! It's my favorite dynamic.
1: Yeah. Um, they work really well together. I used well to together.
0: really like Hawkeye and Widow, and I do like their pairing. But yeah, she really digs Steve in a way. She really respects Steve yeah. in a way that you you don't get the the cherry on top of that till you get to Civil War. Right. But I really, really dug um, I really dug that a lot. My number two, Avengers Endgame. Okay. Avengers Endgame and I fought with this and I fought <laughs> with this and I fought with this. Anyone who knows me knows that I have a very particular um idea of, of Avengers Endgame and, and Infinity War. I feel like they are almost more than movies. This is they, interesting. They are they feel to me like pay per views. Like okay. events. Yeah. Um because I don't feel like they follow the typical narrative structure of a film. Right. And so it's very hard for me to put it because you what you would say is like if you couldn't see any of the other ones and you only saw but then what is it? What is one without the other? Right. Really? And so, um, because they're so tied like that, I couldn't have it be uh, my number one. But Endgame was amazing. It's everything I wanted. Um, it, we, we went on forever about it um, in the last episode. Uh, so, you guys can go back to hear my thoughts on it. But Avengers Assemble, he is worthy. I love you, 3,000. <laughs> uh, you know, all of it. All of it and more. shirt. Exactly. And we have a shirt available at tpublic.com. But... Yeah, man. Um, just genuine feels. Uh, I, and my favorite part of that movie is coming to be those those signatures, those signing offs at the end. Yeah, because that's just such a it epic ha- it, bow. it felt
1: so special when I saw it. Like, oh wow, this is
0: cool. It's such an epic bow to everything that we were just speaking about. Yeah. All these movies, all these moments, all these villains. Um, absolutely uh, amazing. Um, And Thanos, uh, their ability to bring him back as a threat, when we've already saw how much of a threat he was, mm-hmm. their ability to make him a bigger threat, I thought was, ugh, just really, really great. But then, uh, in case you haven't figured it out, my number one film, my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film is Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War is my favorite film because it's the most cap film in the MCU. <laughs> And the reason why I say it's more Captain Winter Soldier is because we get to see how his... um, We get to see directly how people feel about captain america how the rest of the avengers feel about Captain right. America. the world basically we get to see how shield feels how iron man feels how um a guy from another country who finds out that the shield that he's, he's rocking it's mm-hmm. from his land right you know we get to see how he feels we get to see the the friendship of him and bucky pushed to the ultimate test we get to see the friendship between him and cat i mean iron man pushed to the ultimate test right. um we saw Cap willing to lose, like he was willing to die, willing to lose. Like mm-hmm. I- I've never seen him that reserved. Like until we get to Endgame, where he's like, right. "Well, it's just, if this is it. Then this is what this is gonna be."
1: Not, not to mention that like it's, it's the the point is made very sternly that like even his um his friends, or the people on his side, are willing to lose for him to get to the other end. And that's what kills the man. mission.
0: The loyalty people have for Cap in these movies almost makes me want to cry. Yeah. You understand? I've I've felt that loyalty before, and it's impo- it is empowering. It will make you right. think you could stand up to hordes and hordes of, of armies.
1: Like, and we're, we're gonna look- have to take the fall for you to make it to the other side, man. I have
0: the Civil War poster yes. on my wall, and I often look at it and laugh because the entirety of Iron Man side eventually defect to to uh, <laughs> Captain America's, except for Rhodey, who doesn't know anything. He's just gonna listen to whatever <laughs> uh, Cap says, and uh, Vision, who's a robot built by Tony. Right. So. Everybody else, Black Panther switches sides. Uh, uh, Spider-Man gets knocked out, so he can't even finish the fight. And then Widow switches sides. Right. Everyone with a brain figures out. But also, Rhodey has light.
1: always been a member of this version of his of the military and the government, so he's yes. always just like, dog, I'm more worried about them than I'm worried about." This.
0: And Rhodey takes the stand that people would assume Cap would. Yeah. Being so militaristic right. and being so, you know, for the um the armed forces. But he doesn't. Cap's like, we're better than this and we should be better than this. That airport fight, again, it may not be better than some of the stuff we saw in Endgame or Infinity War, but that is the beginning of what showed us we can get there Right. Uh, with that. And, um, you know, that that ending, you know, watching him drop that shield and walk away from it because he doesn't need it anymore. He has right. a best friend. And this, that best friend predates that shield by quite some time yes and the idea that he was reserved in that I'd I never have to be Captain America again like y'all, y'all y'all that serious about that y'all can keep it
1: I will I'm be done. the nomad
0: that really and really, I will grow a beard that really really resonated with me I can see that movie 18 million thousand times and you're right there's some bits of it where I'm like get to the cool part <laughs> yeah but
1: well, oh, not even that. I don't. I don't. I don't mind any of the debates because I think that's some of the strength of the of the milk. I mean, more film. so like
0: the 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 um, mission report uh, stuff, uh, which ultimately comes back into the end and, and brings you bacon. That that <laughs> him killing um, the Starks was one of the b- biggest surprises in the MCU. Yeah, Genu- a genuine surprise. Even though we all had kind of a hint.
1: It's it's hinted to in Winter Soldier, but like this is like, oh, okay, wow.
0: And so for the first time I feel like ever, we were asked to be put in that position. What would you do? Right. And the fact that people have such wildly varying answers makes this a good film to me because it says um, that you're right either way. Same way that Tony Stark was kind of right. Same way that Steve Rogers was kind of right. And that goes all the way. The events from this film shake this team all the way to Endgame. Um, and that's why I think we should talk about the
1: book one day.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
1: how much of a wreck that was,
0: but my, yeah, my number one is going to go to Captain America civil war. I'm very interested in hearing your three and two and one.
1: Okay. Number three is, um, Avengers infinity war. Uh, I don't mind the bleakness at the end and it, it is such a bold move to me that I think it emboldens the film.
0: I it was the most unique cinematic experience I've ever had. Yeah. Because all of us were just like cap what the hell just happened and what are we supposed to do now.
1: I I I, I can detail the entire experience. It's supposed to be like it happens and all the people start fading away and it was such a like they don't play any music over it and you're yeah. just watching people fall apart.
0: And yeah, Bucky can handle it. He's a soldier. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we get it, we lose soldiers and stuff like that. And some of are disappearing and that's that's whatever. But then it's like Spider Man, you know, stuff yeah. like that and um black panther and it's like whoa 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 you're taking the good one you're taking on? all. You're taking like main stars where bucky was always kind of like a side character right. and it was like whoa whoa
1: the entire guardians team dies except yeah. for rocket and the most miserable one i
0: mean you had just spoke about how much affection we had just gained for this team because right. of events like guardians of the galaxy volume 2 and so that literally should be called the decimation because we were decimated
1: yeah we, uh uh like i guess it was just like they are silent throughout the entire thing there's like the utter confusion with like like Vody keeps asking what happened and Caps just sitting there like what? He just goes, Oh god. <laughs> oh and god. and and um it it, it cuts to the shot of Thanos who just goes to like his garden and sits down and like kind of smiles at his victory and the and it just cuts the credits so yeah. hard and you're just left in that moment to sit in it. Hoping that the credits or something will do something nice. And even worse, they and show the just...
0: Avengers and that fades away.
1: Yeah, and like like that that somber piano version of the Avengers oh, like theme, dun, dun, and you're just like, dun, dun, oh my god, we lost so bad, dun, dun, <laughs>
0: we lost so dun. hard. And it's like, that's it's it. like,
1: but there's gonna be a great moment in the
0: credits. Like, no, the, the, the moment in the Maria credits, Hill fades even away. <laughs> 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 <And> Nick Fury. <laughs> oh my god, did that two point credits or one? What? They have two post credits or one?
1: Um, I think I only had one. Okay. I think it. I think they just. Yeah, I think it just cuts off the. Uh, it just plays through, and leaves you to sit there, and then there's the final you ending with just the cry. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the final ending with the beeper. And You, you have just a good cry. You just leave the theater flabbergasted, like what the yeah. heck just happened? Yeah. Um, it is such a bold move to me that it's. It 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 always stayed with me.
0: I uh, I can respect that.
1: It's a well done. Movie, I I do get that like it ebbs and flows on whether or not some of your favorite characters get a bunch of screen time. Cause yeah, yeah. Cap doesn't get a bunch because like it spends so much time off world and he's just on Earth doing Earth things. There's
0: a lot of Tony in it. There's a lot of Tony. And a lot in of Strange it. in it, and you're a big Doctor yes. Strange fan. You probably got the best Strange.
1: I I, I did. Is in Infinity War. Doc, doc, Doctor Strange. Um. Pretty much being the only dude who could stand right in front of Thanos and just like, oh yes, let's With play. With the gauntlet,
0: he has the gauntlet on. He has right. several stones in that gauntlet. Right. Yeah. And He's just
1: like, like I, I can turn all these things you throw at me into whatever.
0: Yeah, you thought, you thought I just could do what I did in Doctor Strange. You, you see, I it's know. been a couple years. I, I learned I, something.
1: I turned this rock into into doves. Those whips, the bands of Saturak. Oh, uh, he had the, the crimson
0: bands. <laughs> the millions of Doctor Stranges, the yeah. doves, the black hole all of that. The mirror dimension, throwing the mirror dimension at him. Yeah. Which only works, all those things only work if you've seen Doctor Strange. Right. Because you're like, oh, I I recognize that. It's like the
1: only reason he can fight it, he can power it, uh, that Thanos can fight it off is because of the gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Like, other than that, you're like, what the heck's happening?
0: Exactly. Which is Um, why,
1: um, I'll get to that point later. But, (laughs) a lot of that stuff is great. And um, while some of the, like, some of the battles on Earth are still a lot of fun, Doctor Strange and Iron Man against, uh, What's his, What's the uh, the the Black Order? The members of the Black Order? Yeah.
0: Uh, I was gonna say the Black Children of Thanos, but that's not what it's called. No, no just the, <laughs> the Children of Thanos. Called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It, uh,
1: the, the the Battle of Wakanda is a lot of fun too, and like watching all those guys, like that great scene of watching them all charged toward the 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 army, and then Cap and and Pan, Black Panther just yeah. get ahead of them.
2: Yeah,
0: running up there.
1: Uh, a lot of it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> Freaking poor Bucky who's just like where's the fight and there's always a fight a,
0: mo- a moment that I believe was in your top 5 uh, greatest MCU moments of all time bring me Thanos
1: yes yes the, my, my moment of redemption for Thor
0: yeah yeah that was, a, that was a hell of a moment Stormbreaker was a hell of a moment even Forging Stormbreaker yes really really good character moments character beats yes that's probably my favorite Thor is Infinity War Thor not and, when I think about it because I do think because I enjoyed Ragnarok yeah it's the right middle
1: yeah, it's it's a very good mix of both.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you got a little bit of Loki in there too. So.
1: Yeah, you do. Um, number two ends up being Avengers Endgame. We both landed <laughs> there actually. Yeah. yeah, Um I I adore this movie. I do think it becomes difficult to rank when you consider the fact that you kind of have to have some backstory going in. Yes, like it, it it is the wrong movie to just walk right into. It's it's not the happy place there. Yeah. But
0: even with that handicapping it, even with the idea that you probably will feel a lot a lot more barren had not had you not watched majority of the twenty two films we yeah. just spoken about. Um, even with that handicapping it, still manages to to move the needle.
1: Yeah, it's still a very exciting film and a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of great action. It it it, it does hurt it because every, everything is a huge um a callback in a way or a reference mm-hmm.
0: to something. No, no, I said, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Every,
1: everything is very much a, a callback or a reference to something. Yes. So like I I feel that if you if you're not watching it, it leaves a lot of empty feelings.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And um you got you you felt like the everyone was emotion real emotional in that yes. movie. Um and I also really like that that weird deep violin sweep they got for Thanos. Ah, uh, okay. Where it's like this weird almost almost civilized yeah, man that, that has to explain why he's killing you kind of stuff going on. Like, that was really, really good. And um, Iron Spider. Yes. Um, You know, but uh, we're Endgame bringing everybody back when we know that when we knew they were going to come back. Again, it's a Thanos thing. Yeah. We knew Thanos was going to come. So yeah. You but you have to bring it because we're expecting. We've wrote a million different scenarios in our heads. Right. You got to beat that. No one saw portals from all over the world (laughs) opening up with armies of Wakandans and Asgardians and Ravagers and... and Doctor Strange in the Clutch. Yeah, you understand? Every sanctum that they got coming through, no one expected that. And they did it, and they capped it off, and it was amazing. And then you got that... You talk about uh, moments... You got, if we're both Cap fans. He got his win. He did. He, he got, his, he got win. his big W, and that's a big part of it. I, I like I said, everyone's thing is going to be subjective, especially with, yeah. when it comes to who you resonate with. And I really resonate with Cap. Yeah. So to the idea that you can be that kind of a person, but I
1: also got my big win out of it as a reson- as first, as person who also resonated with Sam Wilson being Cap.
0: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like two big Ws. How do you feel about uh, people are are suggesting that are Bucky they? got snubbed? No. Did Bucky want that?
1: Did Bucky want it? Yeah. I doubt it. No, right? Nah. I Bucky got
0: his own thing going on. I
1: don't think Bucky wants that pressure. But yeah. also, Bucky's, Bucky's profile in that world is, is terrible.
0: He's also lived a life. Yeah. He may not look I as old, he, but he's he's lived a life.
1: I, I don't think he's super... I don't think... It, it, it's obviously going to happen. I don't think he's looking forward to more fights. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, yeah, Bucky's profile in the world is not suit to be Captain America. Yes. Like, yeah. like, isn't this the guy that murdered several people and is the witcher?
0: And to be fair, a lot of people point to the fact that Bucky was Captain America in the comics, but if you want to follow that through line, he was Captain America in the comics almost out of revenge. He yeah. wanted to find the person who killed Cap, and he was going to uphold Cap's honor to but also do so. They,
1: but also they push it on him because Cap because Steve Rogers like leaves that letter for Tony where it's just like like, don't let give something
0: something to Bucky because if not if he has too much time on his hands he's gonna start killing people yeah
1: like don't let the dream die
0: yeah he basically basically like yeah look out for Bucky like make sure you're looking out for Bucky make sure that you're on there for Bucky and stuff like that so no I definitely dig that
1: um uh, that leads me to my big number one which my big number one is Captain America the Winter Soldier
0: Winter Soldier
1: and I think a lot of it lays down to me as like a story that resonated really strong, which is like the idea that you were, you were this scrawny dude that got a chance to be the soldier you wanted to be, mm-hmm. and you know you it it was a real easy it was it was a real easy kind of place to be in at that point in the sense that like it's the Nazis it's real simple we're fighting the bad guy, bad guys are the Nazis no one's gonna dispute that right 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 we went in there and we did the thing Uh... The Red Skull went off to Volmir, right. which we didn't find out for 10 years. Nope. But Red Skull, we defeated the Red Skull, but I had to sacrifice my life in the process to, you know, win the war and defeat the Nazis. At least it, it, it seems like that battle won the war. Again. Yeah. It's not very clear.
0: Not clear cut at all. But
1: I I sacrificed my life to, you know, and, and missed out on my chance with the, with the woman I love to, to win the war and, and beat the bad guys. Only to wake up, what is it, seven, seventy years?
0: About seventy years, yeah.
1: Only wake up seventy
0: years later. It's been seventy years, gap. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been like seventy years.
0: It's been so long. It's been so long.
1: <laughs> You're still alive. The woman you love is alive, but is bedridden and has dementia. Yes. And to find out, not only is the thing you are fighting for still
0: around, Hydra,
1: but that they have recruited and, and warped almost your best... covered more
0: ground, yeah. Almost covered more ground in your absence.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. They've grown. Not only are they still around, but they have grown in your absence. It's not just a thing in Germany, but it is this massive, you know, um...
0: your coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it is this massive like virus that has seeped into the American, uh, uh, how do you say, a uh, private military foundation. Yeah, um, but that the the best friend you lost in the war, is still alive and has been warped by this evil machine.
0: It touches everything. Like, it poisons everything. What
1: world did I wake up in?
0: Yeah. Everything. And what's, I, what's right in this world? When the people who are supposed to be doing right are doing wrong, Right. what is right in this world? He,
1: he does the only thing that makes sense. Like, well, I guess I'll just re-enlist. And that doesn't work out for him. Yeah. Like, not necessarily the military, but he becomes, you know, he, he starts working with Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. and that doesn't work out for him. Because like now the it's not just about you know fighting the bad people it's the whole situation's warped exactly fighting is not what it was
0: yeah and you know as, as somebody who's so used to taking orders who's giving the right orders yeah who do I believe right even Nick Fury's following Pierce at at a point right until he's like oh, I don't even know and then Nick Fury faces death don't even tell Cap no so who does Cap trust. You no, understand? so nobody trusts. Really puts you. Puts by you the a...
1: end of it, he's just like, we burned it all down, man.
0: And that's why, like, this coupled with the idea that he could pick up the hammer, like this idea that all you got to do to be worthy is just try to be good. Yeah, that is a beautiful message. Definitely a beautiful message.
1: So like, it it, and it like it helps itself who I think it's an easy watch in the sense that you don't need too much. They kind of give you a little bit of Bucky. If like, let's say, let's say first, um, let's say Winter Soldier is your first movie, they give you a little bit of what happened with Bucky. Yeah. So like, if you don't know, here it is. If you didn't remember, let's run that back. Yes.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah.
1: So you're not too lost on it. It's got a lot of great action that you didn't get to see from the first adventure because it it's own montage.
0: Yeah, it does. It starts right off off the bat. It starts hot. You
1: get you get a little moment with Batrock the Leaper, or like an an old sea villain, but a, a memorable one for Cap.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's definitely doing some leaping. Yes, he is. Yes,
1: yeah. he is.
0: Yeah, but um. And like I said, the elevator scene again, you know, does anybody want to get off? Yeah. Uh, really, really, really great The stuff. elevator scene's
1: great. That the, Having
0: the... to steal his uh, suit back <laughs> from the thing because he doesn't yeah. want to rock the S.H.I.E.L.D. suit anymore. was uh, really good. Armin Zola.
1: in Zola in, in, in the screen. <laughs> uh, we are both of us out of time. Yes. Um. The 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 helicarrier scene is great. We get introduced to Sam Wilson. Yeah. Um, On your left on your, are, on your, are, on your which...
0: left becomes a big callback at the end, yeah, on your left man that's where it started it's,
1: that was that was the callback I didn't expect
0: but. that scene in general, just like the the wide shots of d c as them running around yeah. the monuments and stuff like that, like that's so cap so, and the music, yeah, oh, so good,
1: so like that's that I think that's probably my it's still my favorite film, yeah, it's, it's an easy watch. I could just throw it on time and enjoy myself
0: I, I think that's a respectable number one, and I also think that's a respectable list and uh I also very 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 much so like my list, but um I wonder if we got a little cap heavy. The uh, you guys are gonna have to tell us if we got a little cap heavy. Uh, and you guys, we I want to know what some of these other people's. We are. all make choices. Yes, we all we all have to make choices, Captain. So, um yeah, these were ours. Uh, love them, hate them. Write in, let us know how you feel about them. But the MCU as we know it in the infinity saga is up. It is over. And this is how we feel about those 22 films But we are going full steam ahead to Spider-Man far from home and all the multiversal concepts it's trying to bring in. Um, and we'll have more to talk about uh, later with that, but you're going to want to make sure that you're here for every single episode of the major issues podcast. Uh, we are wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, stitcher podcast, addict, uh, the Apple podcast app on any I device. Uh, If all of that is too hard, just go to Google and type in Major Issues Podcast. One of the first ones that pop right up, I want to thank everybody who's already uh, liked, shared, and subscribed. Our numbers are growing. I've been to the future, and we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. So I want to thank all of you guys for sharing and supporting and commenting. It's been really cool to get opinions from the click out there and uh, get them... uh, expressed here on the podcast. We have so crazy fans. We've been killing it with the end game memes. There's been a million endgame memes <laughs> on, on our pages, uh, which you guys can follow at Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic book and comic book media. We're at Major Issues C B C on Twitter. Uh, GT.
1: Um, I'm at Rebirth GT.
0: Yes, and we are um, we sell shirts on TeePublic. public. We're on YouTube all of those links will be in uh, the show notes. But never forget that you can reach us at comicbookclick at, gmail, uh, comic at gmail.com. Too many ats. <laughs> comicbookclick at gmail.com. That's uh, the direct line to us here as part of the Major Issues Podcast. And uh, any questions, and comments, and concerns, and we'll be able to express them right there. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you guys for being on this journey, not only with us, but with the MCU. Um, my name is George Serrano, aka the Don.
1: I am Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth.
0: And remember, whether or not you're a goddess of death, a mili- <laughs> a mili- a militant, uh, a militant man just looking for his place in the world, the god, there's a lot of gods. The god of mischief, yes,
2: sir,
0: <laughs> an accuser, uh, a- an accursed. Whether you're a ghost, an abomination, or there ain't no strings on you, remember. <laughs> That we are the clique. This has been the MCU. And you. Yes, you. And Captain America. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I have to do it. We are all worthy.